Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C Certified Brew Head, and welcome to episode 92 of Beer Not Just the Podcast Adjunct Series. We are back again. This is a great uh, episode this evening, folks, as they always are, but we haven't touched base with these guys in about three and a half years. Um, this is, I really enjoy catching back up with breweries that we've had on, and you know, I try not to do too long in between episodes. But, you know, sometimes it just happens and uh, it's, it's pretty interesting when you catch back up with people and see what they've been doing and, and so much has changed, obviously, in that amount of time. So this one's going to be super fun. So, guys, please welcome Arno and Jesse of Le Dispenser in the building. Hey, 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 yeah, they are. How you doing, fellas? Oh, shit. I had you muted. <laughs> Fucking idiot I am. I'm doing great. Look at this, like oh, I haven't yeah, yeah. done this before. Jesus Christ. Yeah, welcome uh, <laughs> welcome back. I know, welcome for the first time, Jesse. Great to uh, have you guys super keen to catch back up and, and you know see what's been happening. I imagine it's probably been a lot, three and a half years. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's been a long, yeah, long time. And uh, already, it does, doesn't it? It's just crazy, man. I think we don't even, I don't know about you guys, I've lost complete track of how time works. Every time I say to my girlfriend all the time, like, yeah, that happened Same. like yesterday. Like, oh, that, no. Well, I always, it's the other way. I'm like, yeah, that happened like two months ago. She's, no, it was last week. I'm like, but, that was yesterday. I can't yesterday. find it. <laughs> <laughs> you what, sorry? Or the opposite. Or the, or the opposite. opposite. It's, uh, sometimes it's like a year ago. No, it's actually two years ago. It's, <laughs> crazy. it's so crazy. Yeah, I guess it's just, yeah. Right, thanks uh, thanks for on. having us on there anyway, so. Yeah, man, genuine pleasure. Yeah. So first things first, we're going to get to the beers, and uh, it's extra cool because now we have you guys in cans. Last time we had you on, it was strictly growlers, so this is super fun. And we are starting with this bad boy right here, a style I don't get to drink too much, an ESB. And uh, I've actually really started to appreciate this in a, in a different way right now, so I'm really looking forward to it. Can you, while we're pouring it, can you tell us a bit about this beer, boys? called uh, Mon Pen Royale. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, like you said, it's not a very common style, uh, well, here in Quebec. And um, it, for many reasons, I guess. Um, yeah. What I like, what, what told me to brew this beer is, um, is uh, the, the microbrewery um, Charlevoix. Ah, they do yeah. this... Um, Vache Folle series, and uh, they had this ESB, and uh, I had it. Uh, I had it many, many times. And uh, I really like the the multi side of it, and the typical British taste of this beer. Uh, really um, quenchable, uh, but full body, full taste, and um, yeah, I uh, wanted to do uh, one uh, for our own. Uh, Brewed our way, and um, we did it with a few uh, Quebec hops. Sick. That added a little piney, uh, piney bitterness to it. Uh, really like uh, the result. Hope you like it too. Hell yeah, love it, boys. Welcome. Cheers. Get Nina. Oh, I'm still pouring. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Smells great. Amazing hit. Delightful. Super, I guess, yeah, yeah, maybe you can talk talk through it better than I can. I like lots of like caramel malts in here. Super smooth. Yep. 
the bitterness is hitting up front, but this is my first beer of the night, so I don't know if, if my palate is a little, like, just needs to warm up to it a bit. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. Yep. The head is beautiful. Really smooth, though. Really creamy. Um, yeah, tell, tell us more about it. Yeah, well, like you said, it's, uh, it's perfect, actually, for a starter. Eh? It's um, very smooth, uh, not too strong uh, as in alcohol and in bitterness. Um, malty. Uh, it's uh, it's a meal uh, in the yeah. in the way that uh, the malts are really there. It's um, full body, five percent, uh, yep. but uh, really easy to drink. Uh, perfect starter. I love it. Yeah, it's it's actually uh, a perfect one. What's the what's the vibe been like with this type of style? I've I've noticed that you know, like I imagine. I don't know. I was saying to Jesse yesterday. I know that like you're like a sixty year old dude already in like your thirty year old body. <laughs> So I, I mean that with love. Like I, li- I love like your, your young cat. You're super young to be doing what you're doing, but you're also being like the, the type to sort of lean towards the traditional stuff. You know, before yes. it was, it's like it's become cool again to be into the traditional beers. Yeah. I, I love what you're saying. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, actually, I, I actually get along a little more with uh, older brewers than uh, younger ones. Uh, just because uh, I was... I was there. Uh, I was uh, enjoying beers at the same time that they were uh, starting to brew. So um, I, I, I know what uh, the what styles they were looking for, and they they're still looking for. Maybe out of nostalgia, but um, I think it's uh, y- y- you get a little more. Um, uh, you can play with uh, the, the ingredients a little more. I think uh, more than than all of the hops that you see nowadays. It's not a bad thing. I love uh, New England IPAs, but I mean, if I want to start with the beer, I'm not going for a New England, I'm going for this. Um, but not just this, but I mean, something a little lighter. I feel that. Um, the I, what, I, what I was getting at, I'm just taking one word notes. I forgot to tell Jesse I'm not being rude on my phone. I did the photo. I'm just taking the review notes as you guys were talking through it. Um, I don't want anyone to think that would be rude. That would be uh, that would be horrible. Okay, <laughs> so I've noticed though, right? So even with myself, um, I know I know you and I talked about it in the past. I've, you know, I'm pretty into all, all the trendy stuff for the most part. But I found over the last I don't know two years or so, maybe more, that like like really really like if I could take anything, I would I would go for a lager over anything um, these days. Like, and it's I I found that alongside that new attraction for me. This style that I normally would like an ESB that I would be like, come on, really an ESB? Fuck that. Like now I'm super into it. My room's like, oh, sick ESB for tonight. I have to kick it off. Hell yeah. And there I'm go. like, there's a newfound appreciation for the style. So I was curious from both of you guys, like what's the response from consumers? Like, you know, maybe the older, older folks are already, you know, more likely to enjoy it. But have the younger people been like, gravitating towards it as well like who's buying this beer i guess is not what i'm asking good question maybe well it's not the quickest seller but uh, it, it stays good for a long time it's yeah. uh, always <laughs> always good um i think depending on the region also in quebec if you go for sales if you're actually looking for that uh, certain regions prefer certain types of beers uh, I won't mm-hmm. name any regions, but uh, Montreal, they, they like their IPAs, and uh, maybe Quebec City, they prefer having their, uh, 
the Reds, the Rambers, their lagers. Um, but we're all hoping for everything to change back to lagers and to clean crisp beers. Um, for the best, in our opinion. I love it. Is there, like, is there, what, what's the region that's, I mean, so you're saying compared to Montreal, Quebec City are, are going for more this type of stuff. Like, are there, uh, is it more just like the more rural you go, maybe the more, more rural, yeah. traditional their beer tastes are? Not saying Quebec City is rural there. No, just so small. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, more rural. <laughs> I, think I think they're more used to the, the classic, you know, when someone walks into a store and they ask it, Say I want a I want a host, so I want a, I want an amber beer. They not they don't really know what the Northeast IPA is. Uh, this is this is maybe one of the go tos for that. Okay, I like that. I, I think it's interesting as well. It's I, I feel like this happens even less in Quebec, just being that it's more maybe traditionally like the Belgian and farmhouse type of stuff. So you don't get as many English styles here. So this probably stands out mm-hmm. even more maybe in the market than sort of this more interesting thing that. Uh, maybe the kids are starting to get into. Like the, I'd like to see that anyway. Like there's a few people I can think of off the top of my head that are beer people, whether they're Instagrammers or whatever, and um, they love this shit. Like they lose their minds over these and like British Miles. And um, nice. yeah. I find that super I love Miles. Yeah, they're great. <clears throat> what is the difference, by the way? So an extra special bitter is, I don't even know if I said that, for people who don't know, because maybe we have some people yeah. who are just haze, haze people who are, don't know what what is an extra special bit say in comparison to something like a British mild. Yeah, so um, let's start by a bitter. Actually, is that's a, a, a normal kind of pale for uh, a, in in the UK. So um, bitter is of course a little more bitter than their normal pale ale, but it's still very very drinkable. Uh, around uh, three ABV four um, okay. ESB is this type of beer a little special, you know, extra special. So a little more alcohol, it's still not very high for uh, us in America. So ours is uh, 5%, pretty normal. Um, and uh, th- so a little more malty, a little more alcohol, a little more uh, hops as well. So it's just like, you could say it, it's what's a double IPA is for uh, a bitter. Mm. So it's uh, just a, it's just a better on the steroids, let's say. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I don't know why I never put that together in my mind, like extra special bitter, that it was just a yeah. larger version of that. Jeez, that's okay. That makes so much sense. All right. I love it. This is great. It's almost like the more I'm, I feel like it's going to start to change a little bit as well. Like I took it right out of the fridge and I feel like this like extra. That's down. why. Yeah. You're going to let it warm yeah, up a little that's bit. That's why we're here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's beautiful. All right. So I'd love to get into your beer histories. I know we've had I know we've had you on before. So it was I believe episode thirty three from the original series and ninety nine from the original series. So if you want to go in depth about Arno's history, that's all there. And we talked obviously we did it at the Dispenser back in twenty eighteen. So it might be cool. Whoever wants to go first, so Jesse obviously go nuts because we haven't had you on. And I know you can give people whatever you like. But I'd love to know how you both got into beer. And then how the brewery came about, like how did everything happen? Because mm. you guys are in a really interesting space and you were doing something very different at the time mm. that, that I probably yeah. haven't seen much of at all. Yeah. Um, how I got into beer, my dad, I think when I was, let's say 18, just to be safe here legally, uh, <laughs> he told me he bought me a car, a car for, for Christmas or for my birthday. But what he actually meant was a car boy. Um, I didn't know what it was, but... Uh, <laughs> 
uh, two reeds or carboy to ferment beer. And uh, when I was really young, um, you know how our parents always sacrificed so much for us. Uh, God bless them. Nice. Um, he he made his own beer at home in the basement, just to save an extra bucks, a couple extra bucks. So uh, I think he moved that passion to beer to to me uh, by buying me carboy. And it took me a couple of years to get going there, but uh, after joining, uh, starting university, there was this uh, brew club, and uh, we had like access to very cheap ingredients. Well the exact same price as what we're paying as a brewery right now. Right. So, a couple of roommates just started brewing on to casual Sundays, crack a beer, brew a beer. It was a lot cheaper than buying two floors. I mean, we still bought, a, still, still drank a lot of Silver Creek and a lot of Moosehead, but it's fun to brew, to brew now and then. So that's how it started for us. Um, and then I think over the years, there was like a, a law change in Quebec where you could start filling up growlers uh, directly from the taps. Uh, a couple of years back. Um, so ideally, like initially we wanted to just buy cakes from around the world and just have the dispensary, a place where people would bring their, their, their bottles and would just fill it up, just a storefront, you know, to go easy peasy. But then um, the, they added some more rules to it, more strings to it, where you had to brew the beer so you couldn't just buy cakes from everywhere else. So kind of like project kind of got more complicated. But uh, we were pretty naive and, uh, I don't know, young and motivated and just, just went through it. So that's kind of like how, how we got there. Still kept the growlers, but, uh, yeah. Okay. I love that. Um, we'll come back that's to that sad. then. That's perfect. Get yeah, yeah. going. I know, please. Yeah, and uh, just uh, I was just about to explain how we kind of met and how he heard about me, actually, because I was working at uh, Helm uh, back in the days. And um, it's actually a friend of a friend that introduces uh, each other. And uh, that's where we met at Helm, uh, had a pint. And um, he told me all about this uh, crazy idea. And uh, I think just the same, the same day in the same hour, I just uh, told him, no, fuck that, I'm not doing this. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> uh, and I thought about it maybe for a week or two. Uh, I don't know what they were doing uh, during that time, probably just still working on the project. And uh, and I thought to myself, like, well, it's been close to eight years that I've been working at Helm. Maybe I, sh I need some change and uh, a little more responsibilities. And um, uh, yeah, just a little more freedom to brew my own uh, recipes and uh, try it out. And uh, th these guys seems fun and uh, I mean, really uh, laid back dudes uh, fun to hang out with and so I guess uh, I called them back and uh, we uh, started uh, from there nice the rest is history okay and what year was uh, did everything start was it 2017 18 2018 like we incorporated 2016 it took us about two years to open up I don't okay. know somewhere in the middle there uh, okay. mm -hmm. so yeah it's, time flies that's for sure but yeah. I just stopped counting years and years. And I just count them in beers. I just count how many beers I drink. And <laughs> that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah. I love it. The beer so, timeline. Right? It's the, uh, makes it much more simple. Because we keep forgetting all the rest. Yeah. So, okay. So the place <laughs> of people to, who haven't been there, I, I don't know if it's changed, but last time I was there, the, there was a, a, you know, the, the back area was significantly larger than the front area. The front was primarily um, a bunch of fridges and uh, some taps where you were at the time anyway, we were allowed to give like those little mini, I don't know what they were, like two ounce, two ounce samplers. 
Um, so people could try them and they could purchase different size growlers. The back, you had a bunch of tanks. Excuse me. And um, you were making, I'm pretty sure it was similar-ish to you know, one of the beers we're going to have tonight. It was, it was like a, the newer version of something we drank back then, which is cool. Um, mm-hmm. what, what, what is it looking like now as far as the space? Has that changed at all, being the, the, you know, the sort of direction that you oh, yeah. has changed? Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. You should come. It's not changing. <laughs> ah, <should>. Yeah. <laughs> we're working yeah. on the space on Sunday too, so it's, okay. not, it's never ending. Never ending. So it's yeah, like yeah. What, what's different about it now? Like is that, is that front area, for the customer area completely opened up? Oh, yeah. Totally. Go yeah, ahead, Jesse. Uh, Tell him. Yeah. <laughs> Please. It's a, it's a typical tap room, I think, now. Okay. Uh, we had yeah. uh, Arnaud's girlfriend here drop some beautiful plans uh, to have a classic-style tap room. So where you had the fridge would be self-serve. And now we just had a very long bar. I think we have about maybe eight bar stools or six bar stools in front of the bar. Uh, more people can come sit down and just talk to the barman, barmaid, brewers. Usually the brewer is always there. Or assistant brewer. Well, most of the staff is always there. So, <laughs> And uh, you can have a couple of pints. You can taste stuff. Um, we didn't have our permit to serve uh, alcohol on, on site. Okay. Uh, we got that like last August. So right. it took a long time because, you know, rules and stuff. It always takes a while. But... Uh, yeah. We made it through and uh, we got the permits, so now we, we're, we're serving pints, um, which is cool for the summertime. We have a, we're on the, I think, the, not the only, or maybe the first or the oldest, or one of the only permanent uh, walk through, Rue uh, Piétonne, walk through the streets mm-hmm. where there's no cars. So um, it's a lot of restaurants, a couple bars, and That's us. Beautiful. Um, and in front of the brewery, summertime, so from the 15th of April this year to 15th of November, this year is a bit longer, terrace season, uh, we have some picnic tables down, and we have a classic beer garden, uh, full service there, so Sick. change a lot. That's yeah. so cool, man. I love So you're in Prince Arthur, for people who haven't seen that, which is just off St. Oh, yeah, exactly. in uh, Montreal, and it's like down in like Plateau, and it's beautiful. It's always one of my favorite places. Um, in Montreal, and they did it up the last time I was there. Once again, it's been a while. Like, I didn't really do too much these last couple of years. But last time I went <laughs> around there, I just I noticed they changed the whole plans up and the, the way they laid out the area was super nice. So I can imagine that with, like, the terrace and stuff, like, that whole area with all these just dope, like, bigger areas, beer garden type stuff, it would be such a vibe. Yeah. Particularly on a beautiful yeah. day. Um, a so, beautiful day, especially yeah. in the festival season. It's... Uh, mm. It's pretty cool. We're close to the metros. We're really downtown. Uh, yeah. It's a walking area. There's lots of things to do. Yes, yeah, And a lot of beer to drink. Hell yeah. <laughs> so then when you guys opened, and I know you started, at, you opened the place, right? Like you were the brewer that opened? Oh, yeah. 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 So yeah. what did you guys, so like how did, first of all, what type of beers did you open with? And two, um, like, how did you just like go about deciding that? Was it like, hey, Jesse, you and your partners were like, we, you know, we were thinking we want to do this, and then I was like, ah, oh, okay, well, I'd like to do this. And like, how did how did that conversation go? Like, how for people who might not know, like, you know, if you you've got the hired brewer and then the owners who are involved in the business who have an idea, yeah. and maybe those ideas don't always click. <laughs> so I'd be I'd be curious to see how that works for you guys. It's it's uh, really funny. It, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it really brings me back because um, I I don't know. I 
we didn't know what uh, what's what was going to happen uh, uh, with the hype and yeah. uh, with the, all the, the new beers and stuff. Um, the first brew we did was uh, an English pale ale, so quite similar to uh, Mon Père Royal, what we were drinking right now. Um, a little less malty, a little less uh, strong, uh, lighter. Um, I don't know, it, it just sounded a great idea to me to, to make a kind of a blonde, not, not really blonde, but amber blonde, really drinkable beer as a first beer. I don't know why, I just wanted this and Jesse was really down with it. I guess he was just too ex excited for a first beer to <laughs> argue. It was too excited to argue and um, and it was actually delicious. And so uh, so then we brewed what uh, the second batch was uh, the session IP, right? Session IP was second batch. Third batch was yeah. what we're drinking right now, the ESB actually. So we went to right. more multi-type. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, we started with multi-beers, which uh, I think, uh, I mean, in retrospect, maybe it wasn't the most popular stuff, but uh, they're thirst quenchers, that's for sure. They're really good. Uh -huh. uh, I think we went more for easy drinking styles. And, you know, when you have like a top quality brew, top artist like Arnaud, uh, you just don't mm -hmm. want to like start saying, no, you do this, you do that, man. You just do what you want to do and... What he likes, to, what he loves to do, is what he do best. So yeah, okay. there you go. So he brews uh, and these are excellent beers. Yeah, and I, I mean, what, what I think we're aiming for a big variety of uh, different styles, so everybody can be happy with uh, what's on tap or what's in can. Yeah. Um, Obviously, we had to, uh, you know, struggle with the hype and uh, do a little IPAs uh, there and there, and uh, even the milkshake IPA. Yes, Craig did brew <laughs> uh, a vanilla lactose uh, IPAs because hey. <laughs> we had to. That one. You know? Yeah, we had to, and it was okay, I guess. But you know, there was a little <laughs> less passion in this uh, recipe. It was good. I mean, it was good, but. It's not my style. It's not my vibe. Um, it was the vibe of the moment, I guess. And we we, we did what we had to do. Um, I do not regret, but I won't do that recipe again. It's not my style. We never uh, had. I leave that. <laughs> no, yeah. And uh, we, we'll leave that to the others. I mean, uh, some people do it great. Uh, they, they, they brew some awesome beers uh, that I don't drink every day, but I mean... Uh, it's always fun to taste, so uh, yeah, not my not my style. That's that's all. That's cool. So then, mm -hmm. like, did you just is that what happened then? Like, I know you just decided what happened, or did you sort of like when Jesse and the team were you like, hey, why don't we do something like this? And then you talk about it, or was it more just like I don't know, Arnie could do whatever he wants. I mean, J Jesse's not hard to convince. Is uh, he, he just <laughs> likes he loves he loves beer. I, I mean, he beer. loves beer. He knows. He he knows uh, what's uh, what's popular, that's for sure. But I mean, he so when we have an, a huge IPA, like a lot tons of hops, because uh, we do them, we will have uh, some of them uh, tonight. Uh, but I mean, they're good, and he he likes them. But when we go back to this kind of beer, this uh, ESB or even a little lager there, or, uh, we we try to change uh, every now and then, and then, and he just goes like. Well, yeah, you're right. This mm -hmm. this is this is what we like to do. This is what I like to drink. And 
Let's do it. And we have a, we have a great lager coming up, and we, we I think we haven't brewed our German lager for maybe a year now. It's been lagering oh, yeah. for what oh, yeah. three months, four months. Wow! Uh -huh. Ooh, every time I go, I just drink from the sample port <laughs> there, and we're counting next Sunday. Next Sunday, All right. can't wait. Yeah. That's sick. Three or four months lagering. That's insane. I don't think I've ever heard that before. Yeah. Well, that's kind of because of COVID there. But, you know. Gotcha. Still, <laughs> that's plenty of time. Okay. So, silver lining to everything. Of course, right? They, oh, great point. Because that is the one thing. If you know, when, and it's good you can do it now before the summer picks up and you've got some tank space mm -hmm. to sit on for a bit. Yep. So, as far as the intent, so you talked about the type of style. So, as far as the intention, in as you know, you guys opened right in the middle of like you were saying in that sort of where the trends kind of started to really get some yeah. steam because they weren't prior to that. There wasn't really trends like that. There was the tongue gripping bitterness war mm. from the West Coast IPAs and stuff. But good times, was, good times. Uh, I kind of missed that too. Right? Um, but that was <laughs> kind of sometimes. Ah, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. But um, you know, that was kind of it as far as the you know the pre the earlier times as far as trends so you guys opened there where did you see the uh, your brewery fitting in to the montreal or the overall quebec scene as far as what you were offering um you know what what were you trying to fill a gap that wasn't being offered because maybe more people were gravitating towards these trendier things and you mm -hmm. kind of knew that like i like esbs and stuff so Someone's going to want this shit. Like, not everybody wants haze and fruit and sours and stuff. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, well, I think we just didn't really think about the other people and just focus on <laughs> bring the best gear we can. Okay. Uh, honestly, I, I remember, yeah. though, like, uh, <laughs> I prepare, remember, though, like, when we go hiking in the Green Mountains or Adirondacks, upstate uh, New York, uh, there was always this, like, this hype, this little hype, this, no one really knew about it, and they would, like, kind of follow the truck to find some sip of sunshine. I forget the name of the brewery. Most of the finest liquids. Called sip of sunshine. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. And uh, heady, some good. heady yeah. toppers. They, like, they would sell it right away. And mm -hmm. that was a new shit, you know? So, I mean, everything comes from the States first, unfortunately. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. But, uh, no, we were just focusing on ourselves and making the, the best beer we could we can. And, like, we had our own our own issues, our own, our own difficulties, our own challenges, maybe more. Um, mm -hmm. to figure out um, but just like just having fun like man we have a brewery we, we have tanks full of beer uh, people are buying it I mean we can just drink a lot of beer it's uh, it's like all, everything was new also we were into growlers bottling mm. we didn't have a top top end machines or anything everything is by hand also so Arnaud uh, he brews by hand there's no machines there it's all, it's all, it's all him uh, so I think I it's exactly, yeah, it's not easy, man. <laughs> it's a workout. But uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it was pretty much that, focusing on our, our little project, our little corner of Montreal, and that's about it, yeah. Doing the thing. And it, it hasn't been that easy. Uh, it, I mean, it's it was kind of a, a choice, but um, I mean, we were seeing all of those IPAs and telling ourselves, like, yeah, maybe we should. Hop in a little. Hop in. That's it. yeah. Sorry. Mm. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe we should hop, uh, hop that train and, uh, and and brew our own. And I mean, it was a wise decision to do so. Uh, but I think that uh, that decision allowed us to uh, continue to brew uh, our uh, really drinkable beers and uh, and be happy with it. Okay. Exactly. 
Okay, I love that. So you mentioned the, and I think what's the interesting thing about you guys is that, like you said, it's called the dispensary, the dispensary. The idea being that people can come and just buy growlers. So the last time I was there, the it was still all growlers in different sizes, and that was a pretty unique concept, like you said, Jesse. That they, that um, it was something that the Quebec government only brought in, like I think I can't remember 2016, 2017, or something like that, after being basically illegal forever, and. So you guys would have gone from from that. So you were like, what? For, actually, before we even move on, like, how did Pete? Because you were doing something that didn't really exist. Like other places, kind of sold growls, but it was so few and far between. Like I can barely think of any places that proactively sold growls. Maybe they allowed growler fills. Like you could bring in your bottle and clean it and, and and fill it up. Cool. But you guys like owned that space so how, what was that like were there consumers that would come in and they were like oh like what where's the bottles where's the cans what the fuck is this like what's the what what, what was that like early on as far as how people were like understood what uh, a lot of people like some love it some hated it uh most because of the volume i mean yeah it's so polarizing yeah. like i personally like to have a liter of beer but some people it's just too much Right. Um, and it's like more educating, like, well, you can open it up. If you drink less than a half, you should be okay. If you tightly mm-hmm. squeeze it, put it in the fridge right away. If you drink more than a half, then there's too much space in the bottle where the gas just comes out. So that was a lot of education mm-hmm. doing that. And uh, also us, we wash the bottles by hand. So like uh, environmentally, it was, it is still by far the, the best container for uh, if you're not distributing as much, mm-hmm. uh, if it's only local, people a person comes in, gets the growler, go, walks home, brings it back, we rinse it out while well, we wash it, rinse it, fill it, and then the cycle continues. As is cans, they come from Kentucky and the US, you know, or in Ch- from China, and the aluminum takes a lot of energy to, to destroy or create a can. Um, so for us, that was pretty much a challenge. Uh, um, the volume and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And then just kind of realizing, oh shit, now we have to sell all this beer because we got loans to pay back. So, <laughs> so we're just hoping that people come and buy more and more growlers and right. uh, yeah, and then more and more growlers to wash. And so that was pretty much the the thing that had to be figured out. Okay, were people like did they? The, the people who really enjoyed it, were they like, were there a group of people that just embraced it? That like, they loved you for the fact that you do something that's so unique? Like, I imagine you would Yeah, we still have diehard fans of growlers, okay. still. Yeah. yeah, I feel like the people who love growlers, like, love growlers. Like, it's their thing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. There's like a certain type. I've got a few friends that I know that, like, I just growl with people. They always were. And they just appreciate that format. So it's almost like it's not, not for everybody. But those who, who do enjoy it, like really, really passionate about it. So, did you get people asking you back then, like, "Hey, man, like, do you guys gonna do cans or what, you know, smaller bottles or anything?" Or was was that a common thing? Um, yeah, it's more and more. There, as the market shifted towards cans, people kind of got used to it and preferred having cans. It's convenient, mm-hmm. lighter. Uh, it's not glass, obviously, it won't break. The the seal is a bit safer. Uh, all of those things make that people prefer. And also, like, we had deposits on our growlers. Like, nowadays, they're very expensive. But we started, there was $1 deposit on the growler. <laughs> that was it. Uh, bucket growler was pretty yeah. simple. Um, 
I don't know. For us, it's just just wanted to be simple and. Yeah, we got some people asking for it. Well, mostly they just wanted to drink draft, but uh, we couldn't offer that for them. Yeah, so. right. Okay. Yeah. But now you can, so that's all changed. Um, now we can. Which is great. So oh, yeah. the, the cans, did that happen as a result of the pandemic, or was that something that was in the works beforehand? Ooh, what was the no. Uh, totally pandemic. We uh, Most of yeah. our volume was sold to bars and restaurants uh, through barrels. And the rest would bottle. Like we have a two-head bottler; it's very manual, and so you can't really like if you're if you're chipping away at a tank, it's going to take you like all night long, or like two days to get to, to get that. it empty. Exactly. So we have to do a lot of kegs. Uh, kegging is quick and uh, pretty easy to move a barrels of beer. Mm-hmm. So when all the bars and restaurants uh, closed, well, kind of like we we were kind of like screwed. So uh, we started bottling a lot. And then when you bottle a lot, you get a lot of bottles back and you got to wash a lot of bottles. And we just yeah. kind of like had you know, no staff because of issues we all know. Um, so there was kind of like a problem. And then the market at the same time was shifting towards cans. So we kind of like had to had to jump ship to survive, which is unfortunate. Are you? Would you prefer to not have had to move to cans and keep it how you were? Yeah, uh, yeah, financially, yes, and also, uh, I don't know, I just, I just prefer the growler. Okay, and the clients, yeah. though, what's the, what, what's the response been from your customers and stuff? Have they been like, oh, wow, this is cans, because maybe it's something that's more wider known, I guess, because growler is a bit of a niche thing? Like, are they, were people just excited for it, or what was the vibe now? Um, well... Moving to cans now, we're just kind of like one more can in a sea of cans. As of having a growler, there was like you said, some niche things. So you had the people who just like would buy growlers, so they're maybe disappointed. Um, and it's also very different when you look locally compared to sales out of the brewery. So if we ship beer to Quebec or Himski or Gaspésie, um, it's a lot easier to do in a can uh, to ensure the quality, also for the shipping, the weight, the bottles, the glass, everything. Mm. It locally is way better to have the bottle. I think it's it's a better container. Okay. Mm. Do you still? So do people. You oh, sorry. Um, yeah. Yeah. People. So people were like uh, glad that it was. I think I'm, I'm not sure if it was like fifty fifty, but like a lot of people were really glad that, that there was now cans. And um, some people, diehard fans, uh, really preferred the, the, the growlers. So okay. there was a time that we kind of had both um, and then eventually switched uh, totally to, to cans. A lot of people were happy, uh, but a lot of people were uh, disappointed. So I, I don't know if Jesse would have a, a better uh, like a percentage of uh, uh, happy clients, uh, happy customers, and... Uh, Unhappy ones, but uh, I'd say I'd say fifty-fifty. Uh, like younger yeah, people probably. preferred uh, cans, but yeah. uh, local and a little older people <laughs> would prefer bottles and growlers. So that's that's what I think. Hmm. Okay, do you still do growlers? Because obviously you're not stopped from doing growlers, right? Like it's just cans are more of a uh, uh, you had to get your shit out there because people couldn't always come to the brewery. And maybe it weren't feeling safe to come. So that the idea is that you were trying to distribute to get them in more places. Was that? Yeah, it's uh, more of an economy, economical reason uh, for that. Okay. And then, like, when you doing half and half, kind of like hard because then you're 
you don't get the same price on bottles. It's, it's you got to go one way or the other. Uh, mm. We're gonna try and offer bottles this springtime, but we'll be filling the bottle directly from the tap. So it's it's only gonna be local at the store. So if local people have their bottles, they bring it over. If it's nice and clean, we'll sanitize it and we'll fill it from the tap directly from the barrel, and then they can bring it home, and that's it. Kind of like the good old days. That's how it used to be. You know, the term growler, that's where it comes from. And the growling of the beer is where the, 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 the word growler comes from. Is when mm. um, your your father, your, your grandfather would say, hey, go get me a, a pail of beer. So you go to your bar, and that's like maybe, I don't know, I might be talking through my, my, my hat here, but it's in the 50s or 60s, I don't know, where you can go, I think in Quebec, you could just go to a bar and then with a pail, an actual bucket, and they would fill from the tap the bucket of beer and then put kind of like a half-ass lid on it. And then when you're walking around, like the beer is slushing against the, the container lids, and then it would growl because the gas would come out. So mm. there would be this growling noise, and this is where the term growler comes from. No shit. So kind of like, yeah, good old days and the new cans. I don't know. Half and half. Okay. Interesting. Um... I feel like that's it's cool that you're still able to do it. You still can do it, but I guess because I remember the fridge being full with different size, like maybe one liter, two liters, whatever, whatever, uh, all different sizes. Which I really, I thought that was really cool that you did offer multiple sizes because, like you said, some people might not want two liters of anything. They but they buy multiple one liters of a bunch of beers type of thing. Um, and I saw people do that when I've been there hanging out. And I've, I've seen people come in just buying the different stuff. So instead of that you're doing like a poor to, to order situation. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, but we will, yeah, eventually. Soon. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll start doing it, yeah, for the taps. But maybe oh, one so day we'll, we, can get the, we can get the bottle yeah. back on and, and start bottling beer in advance. Okay. Um, we could start doing that again eventually. Just It's, it's a more of a time issue, staff issue. Gotcha. We're just trying to get mm -hmm. the ball rolling again. So we'll see okay. how it goes this springtime. Okay. We're hoping for a great summer. So I think I misunderstood mm -hmm. then. Like, so you had to actually stop completely the the growler fit. Yes. Now that was yeah. a that was a result of like why did you have to stop? Uh, it's just to, for us, as most of the volume was going through barrels of beer, and the small part of the of the of the tank of beer was going into bottles. When when we could not sell any more barrels of beer mm -hmm. to to restaurants and bars because they all had to close. Mm -hmm. um, for us, we had to keep on selling beer because we had to stay open as we were an essential, essential service. Um, moving all that volume into bottles was not something we could do with the machines we had. It was too long. Um, so we had to move to something else to have to change container. And canning is like a gazillion times quicker uh, with these services now, these mobile mm -hmm. canning services. They're really yeah. quick to empty tanks out. So we had to move to that. And then, like, for uh, it's, it's, it's an economy of scale, so you can't be doing half and half. You got to choose one or the other. So mm. it's pretty much how it went. Okay. And mm. with the markets shifting, also. Right. Okay. That and uh, I, I could I, I would add that um, we had a nice little uh, not stickers but labels. Um, and now that we have it on cans, it it looks a little nicer. I'd say it's like it's wider. You can see a little more information yeah. and stuff. We had to pack all of this in one little label. Now it's, I think it's more fun to to look at. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a beer canvas for for the artist. 
Yeah, I want exactly, to actually yeah. touch on this a little bit as well, just because I really, really enjoy what you've done with the, with the can art. Um, on that note, do you want to do the next beer? And then we'll get into the links. Absolutely, I'm ready. So we're looking at the the pale ale. That's the moa. The moa. So tell us about this one. A nice New Zealand pale ale. Yeah, so actually it's uh that that beer is the little sister of um of the Gawabunga that we're gonna have right after this. Yeah. Um so Gawabunga was uh, one of our top sellers. Um so we had to we, we wanted a, a little something different uh, that then keep on always uh, brewing the Gawamuga. So this is uh, uh, what's, what comes next, a little lighter in alcohol, a little lighter on, um, on the mouthfeel. Uh, and obviously, uh, New Zealand hops instead of uh, Australian. Mm. Uh, so I, love, I personally love uh, Nelson Sauvain. Uh, we have Southern Cross in there and Wakatu. Mm-hmm. Um, light hops, uh, more on the 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 green uh, the green grapes, uh, little kiwi in there. Um, it's uh, it's tropical, but not too much. Uh, very drinkable, easy drinking in the uh, in the sun. I love this beer. Hell yeah! Ooh. This is almost weird. I didn't expect it to be this hazy, bro. Just knowing uh, knowing how you get down. Oh yeah, man. I knew you I like it. it. Look at this. All right. Um, and once again, it was 5.5, so nice and nice and crushable. I'm going to get you to repeat those hops in a second. Uh, what did you guys bring this beer in? Was it Where recent? what, sorry? When did you start this one? Was it pretty recent? Oh, um, oh good question. Uh, maybe the a year ago or something? Beer Just, brewed. Okay. 32nd. Yeah. Number 32. But, and we're up good to memory. 37 when, now. So it's pretty recent, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and last what, spring, maybe? A year ago? Last spring? Okay. So yeah, what, yeah, yeah. I think. being that you guys have typically not really gone towards the, uh, I guess I haven't sipped it yet, so I couldn't tell you specifically if it's a, uh, the sort of more, uh, the, yeah, what's it called? Um, tr- you see what I'm getting at? The fucking, the trend is what I'm looking for. Like, this was, was this in your, I guess your, your interpretation of this type of style too? Potentially knowing, I mean, knowing I know, I know that well, you do it your own way. Yeah, um, it's it's not it's nothing heavy. It's uh, I didn't want anything um, harsh or uh, too uh, too um, resinous. Or uh, it's 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 what I would like to drink. It's it's the inter- interpretation of an IPA that I would not hate to have a pint or two or three even so um so to me that's what beer is all about having a one or two or three if you just how depending on how you feel so this is yeah uh, an ipa all you you have uh, all of the fruitiness all of the haze all of the hops in there but on a low level that's uh really easy drinking all right boys get in here cheers cheers mike boys Delightful. That's great. Nice, like everything you described it as. Um, super smooth, really nice and creamy. Um, really good, like totally crushable. I feel like it's got like nice, um, rammed with flavor, 
but it's not over the top. Mm-hmm. It's light. I actually feel like I, I sort of had to. I stuffed the picture down my face before I uh, before we started. So having that ESV mm-hmm. and it was funny because you said it was like a meal in a can, and I kind of felt like that it wasn't heavy, but what? But it was mm-hmm. in some weird way. Like it's only five percent. Like so a little like toast. Yeah, a little mm-hmm. toasty little caramel thing. <laughs> Whereas this feels You're like royal. <laughs> exactly royal toast. So this feels like a little significantly lighter, fluffier, tropical. Um, yep. More of like that brighter sort of treat, which is intended. Yeah, it's obviously a different type of uh, thing. I love it. Yeah. Mm. It tastes like a New Zealand cloud or something. Like it's a mm. New Zealand cloud. <laughs> Very good. A little juice. A little bit of a juice bomb. And what were the uh, hops in this one again, bro? So uh, Nelson Sauvin, Nelson. of course, um, Southern Cross and Wakatu. Do you guys know what the Southern Cross is? Sorry? Do you guys know what the Southern Cross is? Uh, That's a good no, question. tell us. Is it, a, is it something about stars? Yeah. It's it the constellation? Um, yeah, it's, because it's, like a, it's on the Australian flag. It's actually on the New Zealand flag, too. Australia has a Commonwealth star. New Zealand has the... It's like a, a cross with a little thing on the side, and you can actually see it right in the, in the sky there. So. Awesome. And all the... Uh, it's like the most common... We call them bogans, kind of like rednecks. The, like they get them as tattoos all the time. So you get like the fucking yeah, cross yeah. right here, like yeah. So you have to go into that hemisphere to see that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll so have to go there one day. Yes, yeah. it's completely yeah different, different sky, completely different. Um, yeah. So the Earth is not flat. And then uh, tell us what's uh, Moa, Craig. So Moa is a Kiwi thing. So I'm from Australia. So that is racist. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's absolutely not. I know, right? He's called anyone racist. Like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I apologize. Um, I'm not actually yeah. sure. I have heard. <laughs> I know it's a, uh, I, like, I believe it's, I know some of the Pacific Island term. It's sort of like, you know, because obviously New Zealand has the, the native indigenous New Zealand, the Maoris. And there's a whole mm-hmm. bunch of Pacific Islanders. So, you know, obviously in Australia, we... We can actually live in New Zealand without passport and vice versa, um, mm-hmm. with no oh, no cool. papers. Um, mm-hmm. Well, until now, I thought like back in the day, I thought that was whack as shit. Like really, New Zealand—that's all we have because we're the big country and they're the smaller ones. So we always used to be like oh, fucking <laughs> New Zealand. And um, now I think it's completely different because it's a beautiful place. But so you get a lot of people from Tonga, Samoa, Cook Islands, um, Vanuatu, Tahiti, all that type of stuff are all in that region. So I couldn't tell you for sure if that word is which culture the word comes from. I've absolutely seen it before, but maybe you can tell me what it means. Well, you don't yes, know. Yes. I, I, mean, I have it's a hint. I have a hint. I have a hint. It's on the can. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. It's on the can. It's on the can. Is on that a, can. I wasn't sure if it was a dinosaur or like a, a emu. <laughs> It's uh, between both. It's uh, exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it, it, yeah, so it's an instant uh, type of bird, huge, huge type of emu, uh, kind of dinosaur-ish uh, that went in extent uh, because of, uh, you know, humans. Of course. And um, uh, typical of uh, New Zealand with the, the you can see a, um, a very popular mountain. Mm-hmm. I forgot the, the, the name of the mountain uh, behind the, the, the bird. Actually, the, I don't know. That's what it is. Okay, that's dope. I didn't a lot know of mountains in yeah. Yeah, the southern island has a lot of. It's like it looks very similar. My grandparents went. Um, I've only been to Auckland, which is just like the capital city. It's yep. just like anything else. Um, 
But uh, the southern island, it looks like BC, like the Rockies. So I've seen a bunch of photos that looks insane. Mm. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. Beautiful there. They've got Queenstown with the skiing area and all that type of stuff that um, a lot of people go to because I don't think we have it as good in Australia. Like, so a lot of people go there because it's only three hours flight from like, mm-hmm. Melbourne to, to over there. Um, I love it, man. That's great. This is super cool. I think this is, this is like probably the most different beer I've had from. I can say both from Dispensaire and from Arno period. Like I've never had anything like this. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> which is great. I appreciate it. I think it's really cool. And it's a, it's a completely, nice. it's a great interpretation Cheers. of the style. Yeah, man, this is really Ooh. good stuff. So I want to talk about the can art. Going, okay. sorry, brother, no, Jesse, no, please go. I didn't say it's a, it's a style we invented, I guess. We just kind of went crazy with the, uh, People would just keep asking, you have, have you noticed, you have Northeast, you have Northeast. So we just went like, okay, well, we have Australia, we have New Zealand, we have, you know, so we just keep on getting, you know, now we have um, uh, Alsacien. So we just keep on changing places by the hops. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, that's how we, that's how we try to be different a bit. I like that. I think it's, uh, I think it's cool because it's, it is sort of like, a, it's, I was going to say it's a little, it's still on on trend with anything else I've had, to be honest. I don't think it's completely different or anything, but I like that it's it, it'll it'll scratch that itch for the people that you made it for, mm-hmm. which is perfect. Mm-hmm. And it sort of it doesn't feel out of place. I guess that's what I was getting. At. It doesn't feel out of place in mm-hmm. the scheme of what you guys do, which I think is important. And one thing you guys said at the beginning that I really respect and I think is great that you stick with this is that you just make what you both like. And every, you know, all of these, exactly. we've done a lot of these podcasts, I've spoken to a lot of people over the years. And the one thing I notice is that the breweries who do the best make shit they like. They're just like, we want to drink this, so we make okay. this as as good as anything else. With that passion, kind of what you were joking about the milkshake IPA. You don't give a fuck about that. So you might not make <laughs> as good of a milkshake IPA as maybe a brewery who, maybe if I was a brewer, I'd be fucking lactosing the shit out of. I'd be killing again <laughs> because. <I'm laughs> Although to be fair, milkshakes are what so twenty seventeen. We're all we're over those. Now. Yeah, <laughs> they're gone. I'm sure. Lagers are back. <laughs> lagers. All about the lagers now. It's all about crispies. So um, I think it's really cool though, and I think this is like a really nice you know uh, compliment to everything else that uh, you do. And I'm looking forward to the next beer as well because I know that is uh, a switched up oh, version yeah. of one of the first. Probably the first IPA um, that I had from you guys, and arguably the first one you did. Um, yeah, it was the second IPA. Yeah. Yeah. It was the second one. Okay. Fifth, fifth beer. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I remember. It was born from a strange mistake we made. I think the only mistake in the brewery where we had to <laughs> kind of like flush a beer. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Uh, one of the first recipes, and. Uh, <laughs> It's actually, uh, it, it was a collab. That's the worst part of it. <laughs> it's, uh, it was yeah. a, oops, so we did. but we ended up doing that collab uh, another time and it went great. But um, so it was a collab with L'Espace Public with uh, Simon, uh, yeah. our great buddy. Yes. <laughs> and um, so we did this uh, sour IPA and uh, it was one of the first time that we, it was what the fourth batch, maybe fifth, something like that, uh, that, that that we did on this uh, system and I wasn't really uh, comfortable brewing with it so I was just doing a little s- smaller batches a little bit and um, 
And it was the first time that we had a, a kettle sour going on. And uh, the morning after when it, it, it got sour, we just turned on the, the fire on uh, full capacity, like full, full fire. And all of the deposit that went down to the kettle kind of burned down and it gave this, uh, this cigarette butch taste to the beer. And it was awful, just awful. And so we kind of tried to to pick things up and dry up it like hell and it didn't work that much it was like hoppy sour and cigarette ish like it was it was so bad so we had to dump that that beer and it was one of the first so it, it was a uh, hard on the on the morals so um but we brewed it again it was uh, it was great and uh i just actually took the the, the main the base of the recipe and um, took out of the, the sour part uh, out of it. So it was actually just a big IPA uh, with, uh, it was what Denali back in the days that we put in. Uh, now it's Sultana. It, yes. They changed the name of the hub. Um, but now we, we completely changed that and we kind of changed the recipe and that gave us the Gawabunga that we're having right after this. Love it. That's fascinating. I, I kind of think you okay. may have, I don't know if we talked about that in the last part, but I, that story does sound familiar, which is awesome. Maybe not. Oh, well, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But it was a while ago. Maybe, I think you might have just told me, as this why it sounds yeah. familiar. But, oh, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to trying off, the- Off camera. Off camera, off camera stuff. You know the vibes. Um, and I'm looking forward to trying uh -huh. the new version. But one thing that's been, like, I know you said you've basically taken the, um, excuse me, the label art that you had on the growlers and stuff onto mm -hmm. the cans but yeah t talk about the art because i just feel like that jesus christ it's so burpy um i love it so <laughs> i feel like is this the exact same art that was on the growlers or it's a little different well you you have the you have the right can to show us because uh that's actually a, a last minute art uh move uh so that you see all of the the, the rectangles there around the moa Mm -hmm. uh, that was the the original label going on the growler. Remember those like hanging from the the, the neck there. Uh, the, oh the yes, 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 yes. And so it was so last minute that he just replicated mm -hmm. the, the the label <laughs> to make it that way. So this this is it's actually the best example to to say. Uh, if not, they, yeah. he just changed it over time and uh, it, it went around the can a little better than this. And we just can keep this one because it's funny and <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know i kind of like it <laughs> i think that's dope um yeah it's it's all the same dude he's same uh he's uh he's a good friend of mine uh, one of my best friend uh since i don't know I, I know him since i'm 16 or something uh we've been in two maybe three bands together uh we've lived together and um so i just know this guy uh by heart and uh, he knows me well as well and so he when we get to brew a, a new beer we just sit down together have a few pints uh talk about life and shit and then forget that we have to talk about this beer so we just <laughs> move on the, onto this uh, subject and we um we talk about what i'm brewing uh he gets me he knows what's funny to me he knows what's uh what colors we have uh, on a can usually, so he knows where to to aim. So, if, for example, um, 
we've got a um, Cascadian Dark Ale coming up soon. And um, so, I don't know, I was, to me, Dark Ales, uh, Hoppy Ales, kind of tells me uh, piney. Uh, the, it, I see the night, uh, owls, why not? Owls on a lake. And we. it just goes like this. We're just inspired. And so the next can is going to be kind of purple-ish, uh, dark-ish with uh, owls, the moon, a lake, and pine trees. And that's it. Nice. So, And then he just, he just has like a... Mm-hmm. All of uh, the freedom he wants to to uh, you know he shows us a little this and that uh, as a draw- drawings and stuff uh, paintings or even just uh, sketches on the computer and we always just go like yep that sounds good that looks great go for it and Cedric uh, C- is awesome you can see his uh, his at uh, for the his Instagram yes. uh, link on the, on the can he's a uh, He's the best. For real, we I, I I don't want to change for anything else. Yeah. I love it. That's really cool, man. Um, I guess uh-huh. I sort of dial back in and say. Yeah, it's uh, uh-huh. it's super super clean. It is I, I like the consistency of it all. Yeah, um but he, he likes to explore some uh, some other style just like us, uh, I'd say. Um he sometimes it's uh it's a um a collage, or how would you say that? Um, just stick some some uh, some board on other like uh, you know the body mark. Jesse, how would you say he did that? He just yeah, glued cardboard. some cardboard, cardboard yeah, layers on layers, and, yeah. and he just it's just like a, a scan or a picture of this. So it's not even wow. always uh, drawings or paintings. He he likes to explore styles, and uh, so do we. So I think it's uh, a perfect match, honestly. That's sick. It's um yeah, it just kind of really stood out to me, like sort of how bright everything was, and maybe it's because, like you said, on the can, it's kind of um, perfect for this type of uh, art, where it's you know wrapped around the whole yeah. thing. And I really enjoy even just like I know we're going to see more, but just like having this. Whoa! Look at that cat. Um, the consistency here, just with the, the the main parts, I really just like that with the different colors, the yeah. color blocks and stuff, and we really kept it super consistent. And I think it's something that isn't spoken about enough. I like to bring it up uh, often, if, if possible, during these conversations because I just feel like everyone worries a lot, obviously, about what's inside the can, and that's obviously the most important. But obviously, you know, yeah. Some of the Jesse said earlier, and you said it to me yesterday as well, like that, um, you know, when you now are distributing these cans, you are one can in a sea of hundreds of others. And it does need yeah, to stand out. It is unfortunate. I mean, it's, it's as a consumer, it's a good thing because there's so much variety. For oh. the breweries, oh, yeah. it's difficult to stand out for a consumer who doesn't already know you. If they're coming to your brewery, obviously yeah. they're there for you and it's all good. But if they go into a store for the first time and, and they're like trying to see, are they going to just go to something they know, or are they going to sit there and check out if you can in the fridge and be like, "Oh, it's cool. What's this about?" You know. So it's an interesting thing, but I feel like sometimes can art um, is underrated in what that You're can right. do. You know what I mean? Like it can actually be the differentiator between. I had people say before, and I think I'm, I've done it as well. Like. You go away like, fuck, I don't know, man. Like, when I first moved here, right? Interesting part. I, obviously, I didn't speak French. I moved here and learned French. I still don't speak it properly, but I, I get the point. 
um, for the most <laughs> part. And one thing I really struggled with was all the beer names were so French. And I was like, I don't remember any of this shit. So it was so difficult. To, this is pre-untapped days. So I, I didn't know what I had or hadn't had before. And I, obviously yeah. I'm doing the little, this is before the podcast series, I'm doing the selfie. So I'm trying to try different things to, to learn and explore stuff for the purpose of taking the photos. But that taught me a lot about, um, about beer. So I would take risks based on the can art or the, or the bottle art at the time. I was having cans here. And um, I would just take the risk and, you know, it would, it would be the ones that sort of stood out more. Sometimes I remember the Le Naufrager, like I got them because I was like, okay, well, I know what they are. And if I just buy all the different ones and eventually I'll get through them all because they had so many, they had like 20 or 30 different SKUs. It was crazy. So mm. it would be like, I'll just get all of those ones because I'm buying all the different stuff. It's just easier because then I don't have to think about the other stuff. I'll just keep going back to them. So, but like, I, I think now it's probably a bit different. Um, people are, are going to just gravitate towards something. So I think that, yeah, the label ad is really important. It's very important. Yeah, I think it's very important, yeah. Um, which is, okay. yeah. They say, they, they say don't, don't, don't judge a book by, uh, by its cover, but uh, <laughs> uh, you, can't, you, you can't go, like, I mean, yeah, I totally get what you're saying, and uh, I would do the same. I mean, and I, I do that for, let's say, wine. I'm not an expert in wine. Right. I know what I like. Um, I look at the, the, the label pretty much and the price, and I just take a guess, <laughs> and if it's not good, I'll try to remember the label as well. Um, what I think that for beer is important uh, for the label is consistency with the logo and uh, every of their other cans. Um, mm. I like to know that they're the same brewery. Uh, if the logo is just hidden somewhere, it's hard for me to to keep up and to, I mean, to tell that it's the same brewery and yeah. see the. the the ability of the brewer to uh, to keep the, the the consistency between the styles and I mean the label as well it's it's very important. Yeah, I really agree. And standing you, out is the yeah. most important thing I think mm. in the store. Oh, yeah, and the, how you stand out is well. I mean, there's different types of stores also in Quebec. We're blessed with uh, great breweries, great beers, and compared to like Ontario, unless it's changed. In Quebec, there's beer everywhere. So you can mm. buy beer at a corner store, you can buy, they're all just not in pharmacies as like in the US, I have to say, but we're blessed with that. And some stores are really good at having um, mm -hmm. their employees just help mm. out the clients, what just, just help them out what to know what they want and to kind of like guide them to purchasing something. Because like when you're in front of a sea of, of, of cans, it's hard to tell. And how do you stand out is usually by the label or by the reputation of the brewery. And yeah, having a, a clerk or, or a, a conseiller, conseiller help you out is one of, one of the major points. Yeah. Other than the, the can art. Yeah, no, that's really mm -hmm. true. Um, I think now the move towards, like obviously what happened a couple of years ago and everybody now had to start canning. A lot of breweries like you guys included that didn't can before and had to figure that out really fast, um, which is kind yeah. of crazy. And then all of a sudden, I guess that means that the stores were flooded with product because our fine awesome. government here does not allow brews to sell directly via their website. 
uh, unlike Ontario and other places, which is very unfortunate, but um, it is what it is. We guess we have, we've had the specialty beer stores for a while, which is kind of cool. Ontario only just got them during the, uh, the pandemic as well, but it's not the same level of volume. We have thousands of them here. But yeah, like to be able to, to now, um, yeah, there's just like an influx at the same time, all at the same time. So I guess it definitely has probably been quite the challenge to to, to generate that, um, I guess it's sort of like awareness because they're used to you guys being in this growler. And they used to, did you distribute the growlers beforehand, by the way? Yeah, yeah. we did. We, we uh, just, not as much. I think, not as much, yeah. Okay. So we, we didn't want to at the beginning. We just tried to, we just kind of like we're hoping to have the bar permit as soon as possible to not have, to. we were kind of like uh, going through, this is a brewery in Ottawa called Beyond the Pale and mm -hmm. it's a great brewery. And they started doing growlers and then they, until they had the permit to serve on premise and then they moved to other things. But we try to kind of, kind of like had the same route. We wanted to do growlers only in store and then wait till we have the bar and then just serve the majority into a pint because it's a lot easier. Like packaging beer is, is a bitch, man. It's not yeah. easy. It's risky. It's, mm -hmm. it's expensive. Yeah. And then yeah. distributing and then you, you know, this, so the whole other business side of it, which is not as fun mm -hmm. as just brewing and, and talking to the client and serving the pint. Um, mm -hmm. So we didn't want to distribute it, but then like, because we got to pay back the loan, we, we kind of like had to, as soon as possible, move the beer. And it was kind of like in our best interest to do so. So we started moving growlers out and uh, it's, it's easier to move cans out. Let's just say that, keep it that way. Right, yeah, I, I don't recall seeing many growlers in most stores um, mm. for the most part, probably here and there, but yeah, I think you're right obviously with, with the cans and you didn't really have much of a choice. I always find that, and this is an interesting thing about the distro and I don't, actually I'm not too sure about Quebec. I know say in Ontario, like, you know how if you went to you guys are really all different, but say typically you go to anywhere, due to CL, anywhere, and you go there and you have an experience and you want to leave with some beer, but you can't buy it there. Like you go to the one on Lower Yale and you're like, oh, I can't buy the fucking beer here. I have to go to the store. It's crazy. Where everywhere in Ontario sells their own stuff. So you just go and do it, you drink the pints, you're like, yeah, I'm going to leave the six pack or whatever it is. And excuse me, and you, and you can do that. So here it was always super frustrating to me that you couldn't do that. Um, and because there was so much on-premise stuff there, when they went to the LCBO, like if a brewery went and put one or two SKUs in there, they might not make as much money. Exactly what you said, Jesse, it's a pain in the ass. It's, it's there's, you know, the, the bureaucracy and paperwork and then timing and will they keep it in the fridge and will they take care of the packaging and will they swap out the old stuff and blah, blah, blah. Um, there's a brand awareness that comes from being in the stores. Um, did you, is, is that as much of a thing here? Like, obviously people are going to come to the brewery, but that, you know, you guys are in such a great spot that people could just be walking past and discover you. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh shit, that's what's up. You know? So it's like not yeah. as difficult as say a brewery that's in like a industrial zone and they're not walked by you, they're a destination. So mm -hmm. did you guys ever want to distribute for the purposes of brand awareness and maybe just getting more people familiar with who you are or, or early on, you just wanted people to come in? Um, no, it was mostly just um, so we had to, necessity. Uh, we wanted to yeah. treat it as least as possible. 
Um, like now, as we have our opening, the terrace opening up full capacity this summer, well, fingers crossed, that's going to stay full capacity and everything goes well. Um, we're going to try to, to move out the least beer as possible. So we just want to sell as much as we can at the brewery. Okay. Uh, it's way better. You have the direct feedback. You have, it's, it's just, just feels more natural than to yeah. have to put beer into a truck and drive it away. Uh, the growler awesome. thing, like, I mean, you have a case of growler in a truck. If it moves in the truck, man, a, a 12, 12 growlers in a truck moving, uh, moving, uh, hitting a wall of the, the truck, it, it blows up and there's a lot of, and it smells beer that dries on the floor of a truck. It smells bad. <laughs> and vibration, there's right, just like right. little things like the vibrations. If you don't have the torque right on the, on the cap, and the vibration yeah you oh, have great roads in quebec you know um, and <laughs> it, it loosens up the caps just little things like that so you want to have it as as <laughs> close and least distance possible yeah between uh, the i think he's uh, uh, he's talking with the uh, experience there he's uh he's yeah. a little uh, <laughs> and, and jaded yeah, and rightfully so. have its problem. yeah yeah i didn't i never thought about that with the growlers, that's crazy. And particularly these goddamn roads here, like I'd, I'd never even considered that. I think that's a really good point as far as that. And right. obviously, yes, there's a much better customer experience when you're coming in, you can look one of the owners or bar or a bartender or brewer, someone in the eye, they'll tell you all about the beer, mm -hmm. give you a taster of it, whatever it might be, and you can leave with some cans or, or the growl or whatever there. Yeah. So I think it's that makes more pressure, sense. pressure, it's everything, yeah. The only good side I can, I put, oh, go on, I need to go first. Yeah, yeah, we're we're not uh, we're not saying no to any uh, mm. any uh, other type of uh, you know we we might can time to time we might uh, but the, the the objective is to to sell beer there and maybe do the release the the, the main part of the the, oh, yeah. the marketing around the the the, the terrace and the the, the tap room. This is where the fun is. We're gonna have uh, I don't know, like oh, like let's say let's talk about what we did for the sharks, the return of the sharks with it, which is a, a collab. That was great. It, it was so like a small activity, a small little event, but it it was so fun. So the sharks is um, a triple, I uh, just a triple, uh, a Belgian triple with uh, in collab with the helm. Nice. And um, with with mandarins, so uh, ten percent uh, strong beer, re really sweet. Mm. You don't taste the alcohol; it's very, very dangerous, just like sharks. And so <laughs> what we did is this, uh, it, we we just uh, we just looked at the movies uh, uh, Jaws. Uh, we we had uh, Sharknado one two three four five six, uh, just right at the <laughs> right at the, the at the tap room, and we had. Um, Goldfish, this you know the little snack, the goldfishes, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, ch cheddar thing. Um, just because awesome. on the label, it our sharks looks, they look like the the, the goldfishes. So, so it was just we were just having free goldfishes, uh, looking at shark movies, and uh, it was just tons of fun. You <laughs> getting drunk? Oh yeah, you you get drunk fast with this ten percent shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's dope. That, like, that's a fun idea and just like ridiculous, which is awesome. That's so that's what we want to do. We want to have uh, this marketing around what's happening there, and uh, it's a small it's a small place, so we want people to you know get together and talk. And it, it was really fun. The the really first opening before Omicron, <laughs> uh, having people in the tap room, and um, it, they were so close to each other with boundaries, of course, but. 
I mean, people would just turn around and talk to each other from from their seat, and it, it was really fun to see and pour beer uh, for them and myself, and looking at that and saying, <laughs> "There's hope. Uh, this summer is going to be great. Uh, we have plenty of room on the ter terrace, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it." Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, I love that. We I have uh, the release of the jet lag uh, pretty soon yep. to us, and uh, we have some uh, CFATs going to fly by Prince Arthur there just uh, just for the occasion. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Do you guys are pulling out all the stops, mate? I love it. This is oh good. yeah, not fun. You have around. to. You have to, right? You stand out somehow. Yeah, no, I love that, man. That's dope. I, mean, I like that's pretty. That's like a clever way to sort of incorporate the marketing of a beer into a real life activation and event which uh, I mm -hmm. guess doesn't probably happen a ton and obviously breweries haven't been able to you've been handcuffed for two years as far as like 50% mm -hmm. yeah. now you're going to shut down now you can open now you can't do this and all like, these different sort of mm. often contradictory uh, rules that didn't make any sense exhausting yeah it's yeah. Uh, I really really feel for what you guys and the whole industry it's it's been pretty absurd uh, and I feel like everyone can comfortably say that we've had enough and ready and really looking forward. Like, to be honest, I, I laid pretty low during all of this and I was happy to do that. Uh -huh. My business took off and did a, a bunch more because we were online and it worked out pretty well for us. So it was, yeah. it was fine. But I was saying to Tiff, yes, I am so fucking ready, man. Like, the weather's been <laughs> horrendous. So there's that. It's oh, yeah. Right now like really really bad this year like we barely left the house in january i think she didn't my girlfriend left <laughs> we came back from toronto january 2nd and she did not leave the house until february 2nd because it was oh, smokes. it was minus 30 I we didn't have to right it was minus 30 every oh, yeah. day every it's day really cool yeah um so yeah. like I, I feel like the vibe i'm getting from people is that and I feel like I've been a lot more sort of one of the more cautious ones. So I've just chilled out and been busier, but also been like, ah, I don't want to risk this. Yeah. Like, now I'm just like, fuck it all. Let's go. I'm like, let's, let's be out here. I think oh, yeah. everyone knows Same. how to manage the situation Same. now. Yeah. Right. So we know what's safe. We know what's good. We're like, all right, look, we can all, we can all be there. So I, I, you know, in a couple of weeks, I think it goes to be full. Well, this will, this will come out after that, but I guess by the time this comes out, everything will be normal again. But I think in a couple of weeks, it'll be uh, full capacity, if, if I remember correctly. So oh, yeah. then, you know, that, that, that must be pretty exciting to be able to not have to have any of those restrictions and you guys can just welcome everyone in and not have to cut them in half and, and all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Cool. it's going to be like a little bit of getting used to having the social vibe again, but yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure uh, yeah. we'll adapt pretty quickly and we'll get we'll get back on track there. Particularly after, after a, few, a couple, after a couple yeah. of years, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking that too, man. I've been to a couple of things like over the time we did like I did music. I remember shooting a music video, and we all I did it was one of the first times I'd been around like a bunch of people, and I didn't know what to do. It was outside mostly in someone's backyard, right? yeah. And I was like, I don't know, do we wear masks around here because we're all in this space? Like, what do you do? Do you just dap them? Do you <laughs> and by the end of the night, I wasn't even I was in Toronto, yeah, so I had to drive. I didn't drink. And by the end of the night, I'm like, yeah, fuck it, yeah, give me a hug. And like, it was, you're right. And you loosen up a little bit and get back re-socialized, I guess is the word. If you get used to it. We're all human, man. Feels good. Yeah. Feels yeah. weird, feels good, though. It feels weird and good. Mm. Yeah. So, like, I, I think it's... I just want to hug you guys now. Yeah, I know, right? Fuck, what are you <laughs> It's okay, I'm going to come down, <laughs> goddammit. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm really excited for <laughs> that. And just to, I don't know, come on, let's do it. Virtual hugs. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. <laughs> just to, just to see people's faces in there again, and like that was something yeah. that you know, we did that a lot back in the day. Obviously, you guys lived it. We were we're like adjacent to the industry. We're not right in front of it, but. You know, we're involved in all the events and we're always around and talking to people and coming mm-hmm. to all the breweries often. I don't know. I just realized now that I'm like, man, I really, I really miss that. So it's, 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 I feel like it's an exciting time and it feels like there's a bunch of optimism and positivity surrounding the next sort of stages for everybody. And I feel, I, I just feel like it's the least that people can do for breweries and just, you know, get the fuck out there and support now. Um, you finally can and mm-hmm. make up for as much as possible for lost time and, and lost revenue and uh there you and, go and just enjoy the show I, I, i'm i'm planning to i'm planning to uh, not even just our brewery but uh, i'm going out and i can't wait to go around and uh, meet some people i actually just did that uh just before uh, coming up here i was at the local uh, little pub here <laughs> little tavern uh having a Labat 50. Labat, there you go. Uh, That's great. Ah, there you oh, go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the big, uh, the tall one. Uh, a little surprise yeah. for you, Al. Yeah. The next time I see you Thursday. Oh, yeah? Labat 50 themed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Can't wait. <laughs> and, no, it's just it was just uh, talking to some older people, local people uh, here, and um, it, it was just they had a lot of tell. They had a lot. It was a little too much, but, I mean, I didn't feel... Like a, a few years ago, I would just could have gone up and uh, walk away because it was too much. But now I was like enjoying the 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 long, long monologue of those people, and I was like, "Yeah, go ahead, I'm I'm down. I'll I'm listen. having my beer. Yeah, I'll listen. Yeah." I like that. That's an interesting perspective too, man. Like it's been so long, and normally beforehand you'd lose your patience, but now we're like, "All right, you know, yep. let's, let's have these conversations and." Uh, like, all of yeah. this has been cool. It's interesting as well. Like, obviously, the other podcasts we've done have always been in person. And when we had a middle of a series when uh, when it all happened, and then that series had to kind of, the, the end part had to get canceled because we stopped the older series and we changed it all up in the podcast. And yeah. then we were like, fuck, what do we do? Like, people used to always want to be on and like, oh, we could do it over Skype or whatever. I'm like, hell no, I am not doing that shit. Like, I'll do it when we get there. We have the equipment. No. And then as soon as this happened, I'm like, oh, fuck it all. Yes, I got it, don't I? So we, yeah. you know, we had to figure it out and how to do it. And I've, I've come to enjoy these virtual ones just because of the convenience for being able, because like say, well, it's different for you guys because we're in the same city, but like, you know, if, if I was going to have anybody on, they had to be, I had to be there. I'd have to be like, oh, I'm going to be in Ottawa. Uh, and then I'd set it up on these dates or whatever. But now we can pretty much, you know, do it whenever we want. Um, we're all in our respective homes, so it's more like, all right, the end, all right, boys, boom, and you can just roll into bed and there's no, no other, other nonsense. So it's allowed more of that, but what is missing is what the way you guys described it is that, you know, sitting next to each other and, and actually soaking up the vibes and stuff. The, the closest thing I learned yep. was um, drinking the same beer was the closest to that because we're sharing an experience. You guys are yeah. the makers of the product you're talking me and the audience through it and that's pretty cool i, I found uh, trial and error we used mm-hmm. to not do it and then it's, it was weird like, like what are you drinking oh cool i'm drinking this so let's talk about like it was yeah. just you know what i'm saying it didn't didn't work so 
it's yeah. I guess it would just it's it's just interesting to see the sort of pros and cons. I guess of, of both sides. Like you know that the you guys were forced to can, but now maybe there's a whole bunch of people saying in Quebec City who heard of this one say, yep. and now when they plan to come here in summer, they're going to make sure they come by because they discovered your beer in a store out there. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I feel like yeah. I feel like that's and, a real. Thing. And we're actually sharing one right now. Uh, via via internet and it's it's thanks to that like i mean maybe a growler wouldn't be that easy to uh to send and to i mean i'm out of town i'm out of montreal and they, they the brewery sent me a four pack on time thank it's, you canada post it's no yeah <laughs> there were last minute so there it was go. like whew, express it, post it made it. yep yeah it's pretty good conclusion beer beer yeah. Just brings beer together. Beer just brings people together. If it's yeah, virtually exactly. or not virtually, it just brings people uh-huh. together. That's that's the, the important part. It's so I don't know about you guys, but uh, during the you know the first wave or second wave or whatever, <laughs> One uh, of the waves. in the beginning, <laughs> yeah, in the beginning, uh, I, I I don't know about you guys, but I, I got kind of drunk a few times on on video <laughs> calls like this. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I mean. Just you don't see time passing by, even if it's right in the corner of your screen. Uh, you're just drinking and opening cans and opening somewhat, and uh, I, people that you don't see for a long time, you tend to have a lot of to, to talk about, uh, just like us, and uh, yeah. I guess. And um, it, when when you're lonely for uh, for a few days, and uh, and then you get to see someone through a screen, it kind of just feels normal i guess to to talk for a long time and uh, you know chat like normal people would do in a in the bar or something yeah no you're right some of these podcasts have gone for like five hours <laughs> yeah I, mean, we, we I have no yeah I, I have no doubt yeah they went a little crazy but it's it was it's an interesting thing because you just like you said you start just talking you keep going and stuff i, I try to keep them a bit shorter now because i don't think the audience has that level uh-huh. of an uh you know, attention span <laughs> sorry guys yeah sorry, sorry. five hours you have to we're listen having to that. fun now <laughs> <laughs> but it's like yeah you're you're right it's uh it's 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 been a way to keep things connected and it's i don't know it's been a new yeah. way for for us to continue to support the beer industry in a time when we couldn't go anywhere how do we keep this going and it's figured out a way to yep. do it to continue to promote the products and obviously people were drinking more than probably you think dur- during these times and stuff and uh, yeah it's 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 interesting there's definitely a lot of pros and cons for both sides of it so mm-hmm. making the most of oh, it oh yeah for sure um, on that do you want to crack the next one exactly I what I was yes. reading my mind everyone's in the vibe so you lucky guys have the Galabunga. Yes. You had a different one. I, you don't. I have a different one. I have the Sunny Blaze. It's the nicest can I think we have. Ooh, or nice artwork. Yeah. This nice. is uh, beautiful. It's a 4.20% beer. Uh, mm. the, the artwork is totally insane. Yeah, that is uh, crazy. Oh, yeah. It's the it's one thing on the we have in common. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. One thing we have in common with these beers is on the Galabunga, there's a surfer dude, and he has a watch that I, you can't really zoom in. But in the actual artwork, <laughs> if you zoom into the artwork, the watch states 4:20 p.m. or a.m. Whatever. 
And this beer is the same thing, but in alcohol, unfortunately. So that's about it. Look at that. That's a good And I might add, <laughs> the, the beers at the brewery, if you guys ever come by on Prince Arthur, our four packs are four for 20, and that's tax and deposit included. So that's pretty cheap. That's that uh, little suggestive... Uh, Very tasty. <laughs> ...price right there. Very tasty price. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Look, I mean, look, yep, that's... It's coming up next month. I love that. I mean, that's... Oh, it is too, yeah. That's a great value oh, yeah. um, for doing that. What's the reason for, for doing that? Obviously, 420 is hilarious, but... Uh, just because 4 for 20 is <laughs> the best is. thing ever. I mean, yeah. who wants to pay $8 for a can of beer? No one. So Nope. You, uh, <laughs> if anyone can get 4 for 20, I feel like uh, you would be fucking stoked. Only on Prince Arthur. <laughs> Only on Prince Arthur. It would be happy to mix and match. Um, you sure can, goddammit. Okay, so um, the this beer here is 6%. Um, the hops in this one, I'm just bringing it up here. So did it change from the... I mean, obviously this beer has changed. I mean, it, look, it looks a little different. Probably did. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, it's a uh, big secret. Uh, I think I used to brew it with Galaxy. Big secret is uh, to me. It, it's just been a little, a little easier to come by to find. Um, it's pretty close to Galaxy. Galaxy is more hype, of course. It's uh, maybe a little more intense, uh, but I really liked uh, Big Secret, and we have Enigma as well, both uh, from Australia. Uh, we have a lot of them in the dry up as well. Um, the difference, I'd say, that that makes the difference uh, with uh, the the color of the beer. Mm -hmm. If you if you see if you look at it, it's a little little um, darker. It's not dark, but a little darker than the Moa. So the Moa yes. looks a little more ye yellow, white-ish. This one's more like yellow. I don't know, yellow, yellow. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, right. the thing mango. is, uh, so the mango. mango. Yeah, thank you, Jesse. Um, <laughs> so, so the base malt is uh, two row. So just base two row uh, barley uh, malt. On in the Moa, it's more on the pilsner. So that that plays a lot on on the taste as well. Moa is really light, really subtle um, on the malt side. Uh, Gawabunga is a little more. He not heavier, but a little bit. I, I don't know if you let's let's have a taste and maybe you'll see what I mean. Yes. Cheers. And I know Jesse, you tell us about your beer too, but get that in you. Mm. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Mm. Get it in you. I see what you mean. Yeah. Mm. It's definitely well, I mean it's a, it's only half a percent more, so it's not that much heavier. Yep. But if you yep. have the, the malt in it of itself, the profile is nice and like it's, all, it's like creamier, I guess. Amazing mm -hmm. head, too. Really like that meringue kind of uh, head going on. Yeah. Which I love. That's a beauty there. Mm. Yeah. So what's the difference? I, look, to be fair, I haven't had this beer for a while. Um, oh, it's, yeah. it's glorious, yeah. nice and tropical and bright. What is the difference between this version? And I know you changed the yeast, as uh, we were also talking about. Um, yeah. What is the difference between this and the original version? I guess the original obviously was more clear. Yeah, it was a clearer beer. We we had a little uh, trouble keeping the haze um, on the first version. Uh, it was uh, it was the main 
goal, well, not the main goal, obviously, but it was one of the main goals to to have this haziness uh, uh, with all the hype uh, around the, the the haze. So yeah, like Jesse said, we changed the yeast. It helped a lot. Uh, we pumped up uh, the the dry hop um, uh, volume of hops, uh, <laughs> and uh, um, we might have changed a little bit of the moth, but I don't think so. I think it's pretty much the same. It's yeah. as I said before, uh, the the recipe with uh, this possibly bake, uh, our sour sour IPA was kind of a, close to that, but sour with different hops. So hmm. just a grain bill. Let's say it's just a grain bill that it was similar actually. Sick. Okay. So it's just sort of like a little more modernized, you know, yeast, the, the dry hop ramp and yeah. a little bit. And and, and more stable, more uh, – now, it, I kind of changed the recipe because I didn't have the perfect recipe. And I think I, I stumbled upon what I really wanted and uh, what everyone, everybody was uh, happy with. And um, I think we just stick with this. It's um, one of our best sellers. Uh, I'm really used to drink it. Um, but people that um, – we actually compared to other really high – more hype breweries than uh, us and we can find this beer in those cans almost i mean we're close we're pretty close to <clears throat> to those uh very high breweries uh the new england's or, or uh double dry hub uh, something something and that's we're doing this but more simply uh a little more drinkable but very close uh, i'm really happy with it it's not my type of uh of beer, that's not what I like to drink in the sun on the terrace, and uh, or even in my couch reading a book. But I'm really happy with the result as well. And that's what you want. It's a, it, it's it's a bestseller, so I cannot argue with anything <laughs> around that. It's it is good. It is refreshing. It's fruity. It's real fun to drink. Yeah. I love that. I feel like the people have spoken. Then, if it's one of the best sellers, I mean, that says it all, right? Like, it's got the there you go. Yeah, right there. So you kind of brought up an interesting point. Jesse and I were talking about this yesterday. Um, in the, and I think this is an interesting thing, and this this applies to the entire to every beer scene anywhere, right? So for mm-hmm. we were talking before about you know like obviously the 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 people who specifically go after the hype because there's obviously different types of breweries who are specializing in different things and not every brewery is going after what would be considered trendy or hype that is a relatively new thing that has become a, a monster unto itself i guess um for, for better or worse and one question that i thought was interesting and i said this to jesse yesterday because my problem is i keep getting into podcast questions when we're just hanging out like, fucking, i want to talk about this because i think it's just an interesting <laughs> thing it's like where, like, how does a brewery who isn't intending to make hype beers, which is the vast majority of breweries, let's be real, not mm-hmm. the majority yep. of breweries are not making hype stuff. Um, how does that brewery manage to, you know, make a lane for themselves and fit in in this world where hype is valued over essentially everything else? by a reasonable proportion, obviously not all drinkers, right? But a, a pretty sizable proportion of beer drinkers tend to be a little bit myopic in their style choices. They only want haze, they only want pastry stouts, they only want the real fresh crispies and the fucking um, 
little smoothies or just really heavily fruited salads and stuff like that. It's a, you know, obviously I love all four of those things. Um, of course you do. Of course, because they're all great stuff, you know. But at the same token, <laughs> yeah, they are. There is more to beer than just those four styles, and and I feel like, mm-hmm. yeah, like uh, there's a lot of challenges that a brewery, any brewery is facing in this day and age and obviously particularly coming on the hopefully what's the other side of a two-year situation that we've all had to sort of go through i wonder how you know if we could just riff off that like how can breweries try and stand out and maybe show people that like you know okay so you want some haze well we're drinking two examples of, of very different beers that are very drinkable, and like you said, you've compared them to other stuff, and I see exactly what you mean. I've drank beers from Hype Stuff that have a very similar mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them have mm-hmm. you know, a similar opacity, um, flavor profile, and things like that. You know, how, how does a brewery start to sort of maybe get some attention and get some traction when maybe they go to a beer store and they might be gravitating mm-hmm. towards a certain you know, handful of breweries every time? It's a great question. Great question. I guess it goes back to the marketing or the container. It depends on the consumer, depends on the region. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever floats their boat, I'd say for a brewery, as long as they're brewing what they want to brew, that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, as they're thinking about themselves, uh, well, themselves, uh, to keep the passion going, to keep creating stuff, that's the most important thing. Other than that, the hype just comes with it. Um, obviously, now in this day and age, um, you have to be present on social media. Um, some social people like media. it, some oh, people yeah. don't. Uh, I think the hype comes from the social media most of most of all. That's fair. Um, because there's so many great beers in Quebec uh, and Ontario too. Mm-hmm. There's great breweries. We just don't talk about them because they don't have the social media presence or they don't have the marketing budget or the marketing savvy or, or, or know-how. Mm-hmm. So, but the beers are great, you know. So I just, as long as the passion's there and the, the beers are good, I don't think you should really care about that. And uh, hype or not hype, it's not something you should thrive to look for. You should mostly thrive on the quality of the beer and having fun brewing it and yeah. having fun especially drinking it. That's exactly that's Exactly, and what we're—I I think we're doing everything right, except for actually, we're getting there on the social media. We have a, my little brother. We have a there. shitty Instagram, but he's great. Yeah, yeah, he's hilarious. He's, <laughs> he's good. Him. He's hilarious. It's it's memes. It's just memes. It's just like repetitive about like, oh, the tap room is opening soon, 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 and it's it's. I, I think he's doing a great job. Um, I think it's just more about, for us, timing, uh, maybe, and uh, getting our shit together because we didn't know on what foot to dance because, you know, growlers switched to cans. It's hard to keep up uh, Yeah, and then customers. go to the bar and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's hard to, to, to keep our customers aware or uh, the, the, the fan base um aware of what we're doing if we have we we had to change so i think it's a little difficult i think cans are part of uh, a little hype uh like you said craig uh the 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 artwork is incredible uh in my opinion the beer is good as well so we're not missing much um 
so what we're doing a little bit, uh, we did that back in the days, and now we're going a little back to this, uh, doing collabs. Uh, and I love doing that because it's 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 just a tons of fun during one day, and then I love to repeat that uh, at our place if we brewed at their place or vice versa and uh, brew there, and it's um, it's always uh, really really interesting to talk about how they brew and how they what they think about beers and uh, this style and that style and. Uh, what they think of, uh, I don't know, how, how they struggle with the pandemic as everybody did and uh, and just have a few beers with uh, really nice brewers uh, that they know what they're doing. And uh, yeah, it's, it's so we're aiming, we're aiming to uh, brew a few collabs. We're even talking about doing a little road trip uh, to find a... Yeah, perfect road trip for collabs. Um, and uh, yeah, so just meeting other brewers that we don't get the chance, we didn't get the ch ch uh, chance to meet. And uh, so we're going there to meet them and uh, talk about a few collabs and uh, maybe do a few uh, later on this year. And yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be Where tons of fun. Where are you guys going? Uh, we're all from, we're both from Gatineau. So I think yeah. we'll go more east or towards Quebec City. Sick. Uh, yeah. Don't know where we're gonna stop. We're just gonna drive, and then when we're thirsty, we're just gonna like Google search brewery in my area and stop. And yeah, see what's going on until until one of us can't drive anymore. So I guess we'll be like, hey, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll be like six people, so we can we can go far. We should we should, we'll we should do, do a kind of a. We, I, I think we should uh, invite uh, Victor there, uh, the, our, my brother, a social media guy, and just kind of do a, a lazy documentary about us touring <laughs> yeah. uh, through uh, a few breweries and do this kind of rock and roll thing that we you see the, the real perspective of like hangovers and yes, us brewer, we do get them. It's uh, <laughs> what's crazy it's, with these people is that they wake up at six a.m. the next morning and they go brew a fucking batch of beer. That's insane. Crazy, yeah, man. <laughs> it's yeah. Hey, Craig, if it's you want to join the convoy, uh, we'll be driving east. We'll be about two or three cars, so you just drive <laughs> okay. Be. You can just jump in and be like, "All right, boys, let's <laughs> fucking go." Yeah, that's that's let's a really great idea. Problem. Yeah, I, I yeah. love the idea of the collabs. I think that's really smart and like documenting it. We are in a social media agency, so hearing anybody uh, say that makes me very happy. I think uh -huh. that's a great way to let, you know, people want to keep up to date and see what you crazy bastards are getting up to. But uh, like, you know, Quebec City has some great stuff. And that, as you go east, as a real, like, oh, you yeah. know, we did like in 20, when the end of the first wave, when things calmed down. So it was like the end of summer mm -hmm. 2020. We went to Quebec City again. I hadn't been there in years. And I was so impressed with everything there. It was, you know, yeah. great people as well. And just the beers were fucking fire. Like everything was so good. Oh, we're blessed, Quebec. The beers yeah, and the breweries are so good, man. There's the best so in much Canada. quality. Yeah. I, I gotta be real. For real? Wow. I'm I really, bad. I really, really think I didn't say that up until maybe two or three <laughs> years ago. Before that, I didn't think so. Because we didn't have everything. Mm -hmm. Now we have everything. And we have everything mm -hmm. on a world-class level. Before we had like the Imperial Stouts and Barrel so, yeah. and Farmhouse and blah, blah, blah. We had all the Belgium, uh -huh. we had all that. 
and we didn't have the haze, we didn't really have the crispies. Quebec was really late of all things on crispy boys. It's fucking weird. Like, why are we so late on that? Now we're okay. Now we're good to go. Like, all those different things, I feel like we're just, yeah, there's a re- very proud to, to be here and to, to be drinking. Ah, that's a, that's beer tourism in Quebec is, is great, man. There's, like, oh, just yeah. in Montreal, it's so dense. Like, uh, where we are in the Patoma Royale, Walking distance, you could do uh, a dozen great breweries just walking, you know. You just oh, yeah. go one after the other, the other. And we all close at 3 a.m. Like, I don't hate Toronto, but in Montreal, we all close at 3 a.m. Well, we're supposed to go at 3 a.m. If, when everything is like normal. That's that's awesome. Yeah, it's you know, so convenient. Yeah. I actually <laughs> forgot. I didn't even, I yep. was like, what are you talking about? Because it's been that long. I don't even remember. Because <laughs> yeah, Toronto is two a.m. and here is three a.m. and I always find it when oh, they get two, okay. it's, great. it's two and they go like I remember like it's one thirty. You're like last call. It's fucking like, what are you doing? Because we're here. We're, yeah. We go there a lot because my brothers and my girlfriend's family's there, and uh, I always forget. But I guess that's it's been a few years since uh, yeah. that's happened. But yeah, I like that a lot, and I think that's really important at a time when we were just like we were saying we're all locked behind screens uh, for the mm. most part recently, and to be able to get back out there and go and visit people and particularly if you, I, I imagine you'd have to set it up beforehand you probably couldn't just rock up and do a collab but you know if you're able to kind of go in there and connect with, with the brewers and owners and, and just uh yeah that's set, the point yeah. you know and i feel that's like point, yeah. i feel like a lot of them would be stoked everyone would be stoked like hell yeah let's go i found like that's the coolest thing about breweries to me is that everyone's willing and ready to work with with, with anybody and if it's going to make something fun and cool and they don't even really think about the benefits of it. It's more just like kind of what you guys are like, I want to drink this beer. So I'm going to make this beer. You're not even really thinking of it from like, will this beer sell? Do you think this beer will sell three X the last one? You're not even thinking numbers. You're just being like, you just want to have fun, man. Yeah. So So when you do the collabs, it's the same thing. Like there's obviously a marketing benefit out of both of it. I love what you said. I know about, and that's the next beer we're going to drink was one of the beers that you did in, in one place and then you know they did exactly. it with you guys, yeah. uh, which is a fascinating concept and I'm looking forward to talking about that but I think it'd be su- it's just I don't know I think that'd be really good and I think that comes back again to what we were talking about with like okay so distribution helps get your name out to new people but if you're able to go to a place you know it's only two and a half odd hours away to Quebec City and then go and do a few collabs out there, all of a sudden there's these, these beer drinkers there that are going into Brasserie Generale or Noctem or La Souche or fucking Grindel or any of those places that would just go in there and have these collabs from, who's this logistical say? Oh, Montreal, yeah, okay. Cool, and they like the collab and all of a sudden you're yeah. on the list for the next trip. And like, it's yeah. a super organic way for that to happen. I think it's dope. Exactly, you got yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, it's super exciting. I think the same, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, doing doing that is, is really dope, and like it's the only industry that uh, <laughs> that people like want to do that. We doing the Nikita? Uh, soon ish. I mean, okay, they, I just I, I saw. Right, are you ready? Yeah. Well, go ahead. Um, no, no, I, just, I saw Jesse bust it out. We can do it whenever. Oh, okay. I drink this. Sorry, I, I, I was muted. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm almost yeah, at he, mine, but mine is like four percent, so. It's, it's easier. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll give it a few more minutes and then we'll, we'll jump into that one. But, um, okay, that's really, I think that's really good. And you guys are saying you've been doing more collabs there as well, which is great. I remember early on you were doing the stuff on the spice because I know, I know you had a relationship with Simon forever. Yeah, of course. He's, Simon. Yeah. Simmer. Chair. Such, such a legend. I love it. 
Yeah, it's yeah. the best. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Burlington, Ontario's finest years. But um, you know, it's cool because yeah. you know it's uh, it's dope that you guys started off doing a bunch of stuff like that and it keeps it going. Particularly because initially, obviously, things have changed now. But being the type of setup you had, where it was just growlers, mm-hmm. people might not have been able to go there to to drink the beer like in volume. Exactly. Uh, uh, doing these yeah. collabs and getting that awareness from a brewery that's been around for, you know, this is celebrating 10 years, uh, so, you know, you're able to capitalize on that cultural cachet and, and, uh, you know, they drive some traffic your way and stuff. And I don't know. I just love that. I think it's just so cool. And, uh, and recently I had, this is a crazy idea. Um, mm. Uh, I had this idea about, you know, we're talking about doing a tour, uh, talking about collabs and eventually doing some. Um, So touring is more, a little more in the music industry, right? So I had this crazy idea of if you cannot do this collab um, in the state of art, that the collab is doing this kind of beer maybe twice, like the Nikita, or just once at this place, but how about if you really, really love this this beer that this guy is like pouring at this tap room? Let's say uh, anybody. Let, let's say Dunham, because we all know all know them and they're pretty good. So let's say I just go to the brewer. Like, hey, I really love this. Uh, just, let's say just the Cyclop one. Hey, how about I do a cover of this one? So this is like music-wise, it's well known. Doing a cover, like everybody does a cover of popular bands like uh, let's say Beatles like every everybody did some cover of the Beatles or or anything else but how about like I just go like can I do a cover of your Cyclop and I just try to do it and I just tell that it's I, I say it's that's the recipe of Dunham this is their popular Cyclop uh this is my cover so it's a it's um how would you say like a, a, num- a, a what Interpretation. Interpretation, your interpretation yeah, exactly. of the cycle, yeah. And then so that's how that's, I do your recipe, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm I'm thinking about doing this, uh, proposing this idea to other brewers, and I mean, it, it may be a bad idea. Maybe nobody will want to participate. <laughs> it. But I thought about this last weeks, and I mean, why not? I mean, if somebody asked me for a cover uh, if they do if they do one of our recipes like let's say the moa or whatever like sure i'll give you the ingredients do your own uh this is like do it how you would do it and i'll be glad to taste it and i'm really curious about this one and i don't know it's yeah. just a crazy I idea brew to brewer is a great idea i think yeah from yeah. from brew to brewer is, is an awesome idea yeah I don't yeah. want to, uh, well, I think this is a good thing. So in Ontario, this has been done and it's uh, Third Moon and Wood oh. Brothers do what's called a recipe, they call it a recipe swap. So Third oh, okay. Moon will do Wood Brothers beer and Wood Brothers will make a Third Moon beer and Third Moon makes the uh, the label in the way that Wood Brothers do their labels, but with Ooh, their own logos. And then cool. right. Wood Brothers does the opposite. Right. So they've done that twice right now. So it isn't a weird That's idea. Awesome. So you've had the the great idea independently of that. So I think it would uh-huh. be, I, I love the idea of the swap. So yes, you could do a cover, but it would be cool if Dunham went and did a cover of Galabunga or something like that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you have the next layer with the artist also having a swap too. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. It's like a whole Frost, creative, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Like the, the layers of creativity cool. are uh, a little deeper. So yeah. I think it's a, a great idea, but no one here has done it. I've only seen it there, they've only done it twice. And no one else has ever, no one else even there has copied them doing it. And because you had the idea mm-hmm. independently, I, I think you should definitely pull the trigger on that. It's, uh, I love that you came up with that independently as well. That's even cooler. It's, it's a great, I didn't know that, but I, yeah, I did, yeah. Check check them out so you can see what they've done, like on on, on Instagram. Absolutely, or, or I will. Yeah. I love the idea yeah. of positioning it as a cover, like that's fucking dope. Like making it like a band, like a, yeah, right. You're going on tour, doing the tour thing, and then also let's do you a even cover. play some music with that. It's great. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's it's perfect. Yeah, you probably even could do some little like involve some artists and do some music stuff with them, like artists covering mm-hmm. each other songs that have got to do with the beer. It might be too bit complicated, but it could be done. Yeah, it's everything can be done, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know that. Yeah. Absolutely. You Absolutely. guys have uh, crazy bladders. I I'll be ready. Yeah, go, you go. <laughs> I'll swap you because I was gonna go. I was gonna do it. Do that when I got the next beer. I can can sing a song or something if you want to go as well. (laughs) I would never leave you by yourself. If I do, I'll I'll run out. I'll ask you a question and get you to answer it. And then I run and I'll be back in 30 seconds. But we'll do it once once (laughs) he goes. Um, Yeah, man. Honestly, I think it's a really, really cool idea. And I feel like it's uh, you'll be able to put your own spin on it and do it your own way without, um, you know. I mean, I'm not surprised it's been done. I mean, it's it's a easy ideas. A lot of brewers are musicians as well as I am, and uh, and uh, I mean, some people have thought of that. I, I'm actually questioning the the idea because nobody has done it. Well, nobody nobody that I yeah. knew of yeah, yeah. has done it. So I, I was thinking maybe there's a reason to that. But if if in Ontario, if uh, two breweries did it, cool. Maybe it's a good idea. Maybe. Uh, I think maybe some brewers are loose enough uh, with their recipes to, to you know, give some hints about how to how do a do cover yeah. of that beer and how to do it. And it's obviously never going to be the exact same uh, recipe, uh, the same taste. I mean, um, it cannot be the same it, just because of the the type of water, the how old is your hops or whatever and uh, just the system how you brew with the system uh, so I think like when, when you speaking of music uh, you don't want to hear the exact same song that you're like the, you, the cover should in my opinion be the ex- exact same thing uh, as the song that they're covering Boring. so yeah. I think well, boring. Yeah, it's just like maybe for a little like a, a mic, a open mic a night at some bar or something. That's fine. But I mean, if you want it on your album, you have to add your little sauce, add your little vibe to it, and 100%. do it a little differently. I mean, if you're more melancholic, more into IPAs, like add a little dry hop in there, and this is your cover of that type of beer and you can adjust it as uh, and same as you said like uh, for the artwork like uh, the, the artists can take take the same idea and do it like its own way uh, yeah its own way yeah. I think that's a great way to put it uh, it's just like an, an, yeah and I feel like you almost you could give them the hints 
I, I imagine you'd probably do it first with people you know. I know the Wood Brothers and Third Moon have a relationship. Um, of course, so yeah. Therefore, there's a trust, and therefore they can tell each other exactly small things. Or I, I actually don't know. Like, do they do that? I have no idea. But do they like? Mm -hmm. Maybe they just like you know what? Here's the sheet. Fucking go nuts. And here's the yeah, here's, maybe. here's like a six pack of the original can, so you can try our version if you haven't already. <laughs> and then remember, ah, what they probably because almost that's more interesting if you don't tell them, and you like get them to try it. Like it's like you give someone a, a exactly. Bunch of, oh, you, that's cool! Like a, like a game. Yeah, like a game. Yeah. Because then it's like, yeah. well, I can yeah. tell you my trick, but then that's no fun. That's like breaking uh, down yeah. the secret. So you might as well like give it a crack and just see what happens. And I feel like that almost more is more fun by the time that um, you, you see each other's final, you know, with the packaging, with the beer, with their label. You're like, oh shit, look what they did. It's similar to ours. I see what you did there. Uh -huh. And they've gone and done that. Like, oh wow, okay, I see what you did with this. Like maybe they could mimic it. Yeah, yeah. But maybe it's like, you know, obviously if you do something here, there's a brewery in Quebec City, the water profile is going to be different. So the beer just can't be the same on the water alone. So, yeah, you know, it never will. So I feel like mm -hmm. in and of itself, it can never be identical. So it's like, all right, mm -hmm. well, what else, you know, can, can differentiate it? I think that would be fun because I don't know the specifics of the Ontario version of them uh, to know if they mm -hmm. did any of those details. So I think that could be a nice little twist on the whole thing. That's sort of, you know, a little doing it, going in blind. I don't know. That's fucking fun, man. And that's the whole point of beer. I love that. I love that. Uh, I feel like people here would be down for that for sure. And if you guys pioneer that as like a thing that you do, I feel like that could pay off very, very well. We just might with cool. the touring thing. Yeah. We, we'll, think, we'll think about it, maybe. <laughs> yeah. It could be part of the game. I love it. Yeah. Um, you want to Nikita that bad boy up? I'm going to save this for after. Let's fucking go. Yep. So yeah, this, yeah, it's a perfect introduction. Yes. So I'm going to come grab it so I'm going to wash it. Um, do you want to tell everybody about this beer and maybe just explain the concept of what you did with Bira as far as it's a collab with Bira and there's sure. this two versions? So we're drinking the uh, Dispensaire version that was brewed at your premise, the ale version. Uh, I'll be back in like 30 seconds. Let them know. Sure. Yep. So... So we, what I like about uh, doing collabs is, uh, like we just said, um, doing a cover of whatever the brewery is doing. Uh, now we just worked together on a recipe. This is collaboration, right? So uh, we did this uh, Baltic Porter. Uh, it's well known for being a lager, a strong, dark lager um, on the multi side more on the chocolate roasty uh and what we did is well you know the the guy it's it's bira with a dispensary the the bira guy is uh also the owner of silo which are well very well known for their gorgeous lagers really good lagers mm. um oh yeah so what we did is that we we shared the same recipe uh but instead of doing Lagers, we did the uh, L type, uh, but we chose uh, a type of uh, yeast that could go a little below the the natural L temperature. Um, 
or higher even. So we we did it with a, a Nordic uh, Kvike yeast. Uh, so we kind of did it. Uh, it Kvike is supposed to go like ferment at 35 degrees Celsius. Um, so we just did we brewed it with Kvike, but uh, at around 20, 21. So it's like if we did a lager with that Kvike, you know, we, we, we used it at a lower kinda. temperature that is supposed to ferment, kind of. So it's a nail because uh, it fermented at around 20, in between 20 and 25 degrees Celsius. And, um, but we did it uh, 1% alcohol higher, I think. I think yes. theirs is 7.5. 7. 5. Oh, there we go. Yeah, so uh, 5 for us. Um, uh, speaking of the label, it's a little different. Just the colors are different. Uh, if you look the well, uh, this this lady is in red. Uh, the lager version is in blue. Um, yeah, yeah, and um, so their version is. Uh, uh, on more on the brown side, it's a little lighter. It's yes. way lighter, actually, the color. It is way more. Uh, I, yeah, as you said, I think uh, Craig um, uh, in the, your descriptions, it's more crisp. It's uh, roasty, crisp. Yes, very light, very well balanced, uh, easy drinking. While ours is more uh, around what we're used to in Quebec. Uh, a little heavier, chocolatey, uh, still roasty, um, still easy drinking, but still, uh, well, easy drinking. Everything's easy drinking when it's good, but I mean, <laughs> it's it's more on the on the cherry side. Uh, yes. A little more dessert. I, I would say more dessert than uh, crispy. You know. Very much so. Yeah. Great. Great comparison. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Nice nose. Yeah, this is like, it's definitely, you can tell it's heavier, obviously. It's a, a full percentage, yeah. you know, 8.5 to 7.5. It's definitely got the, um, everything exactly how you just described it. There's like, it's like chocolate cherries. And yep. even though, uh, forgive me if you uh, explained this while I was in the bathroom, but did, like, is it the exact same base recipe, but the, the yeast yes. changed? Okay, cool. So you've got the same malt base, same everything. And just uh, well, you know, to, to have this little higher percentage, uh, we there's there, there maybe have a, a little one uh, pouch or two uh, more malt base malt, right. um, but uh, it's just the switch to one uh, brewing system to another, and uh, yeah, I, I just wanted it to be a little uh, heavier as well. So this gotcha. basically so same recipe. Okay, yeah, so yeah, intentional, totally, yeah. So you could have kept it at 7.5, but you were like, no, nah, let's ramp it up a little bit, because a bulky quarter is typically a little higher ABV, I guess. I think I think it's, uh, the, the way he did it, uh, Jean-Philippe, uh, is more interesting for the lager type, and I kind of had to switch a little things, uh, a little more malt and stuff to, to have... Uh, the same satisfaction, uh, mm. but for on on the L side, I, it, it, in my opinion, I think, uh, I think it's it was a good idea to uh, just uh, add a little more malt in there. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, I just put two, two it, together now. Sorry, go go please. 
Yeah, they, they're quite similar. They're not mm. that far away, like uh, while tasting them side by side. And this was really interesting. Uh, it's really interesting exercise because it's the recipe is so close, uh, but the beer is quite different, but mm. close at the same time. I mean, you have the little, the, the same uh, roastiness, the same chocolate. Uh, the same background, uh, but as you said in your uh, Instagram description, I think uh, it's uh, ours is more fruity, theirs is more uh, crispy. Yes, and like whatever you prefer is uh, is best. I mean, I, I sometimes I prefer theirs, sometimes I prefer ours. Uh, like now, it's a, it's getting a little late, and I prefer this type of beer uh, at this time. I mean, mm. it's dessert. I, it's yeah. Yeah, a little sipping beer. I think that's a really great point because it depends what mood you're in. Their one, the the beer one, drinks like it's a five percent black lager, and exactly. it's insane how crazy that is. And I think it's more fitting because that's what JP does with Silo specifically. He's crispy new. That's his thing. So to me, that yep. made sense. I forgot until right now that you worked for the Circus Silo, which is JP's old brewery for what mm -hmm. you know, for a long time so it was like i, I didn't even yeah. consider the connection there so i think that's even seven better. years yeah so it's like we've worked together for seven years that's crazy yeah yeah and i think that's cool because they're coming back and you've been running the show out yeah. out here and um i know it's a nice little full circle thing and him coming to collab with you mm -hmm. with the brewery that you, you know the head brewer out with the you know with the team here and then doing this other version of it for their sixth anniversary which is super cool too Yep. Um, and yep. doing this, I, I thought this was one of the most creative things as well. I really loved the fact that you guys did this. Cool. Um, the same beer with the different ale, different yeast. I don't recall ever seeing anything like this before. I thought this was fascinating. Um, really, really impressed. Yeah. It, was, it was fucking great. Um, so, like, I feel like this, uh, it's a unique product. It's a unique approach to a, uh, to, to a style like this that... Like, actually, I wanted to ask, with regard to, oh, my God, my computer's, like, not charging, and this thing is hot as a motherfucker. Okay, let's chill that out. <laughs> um, I'll be fine there. The Baltic Porter, are they meant to have lager yeast, or do they have ale yeast? That's a perfect question for the occasion. Uh, so, Porter is an ale, as we all know, from uh, the UK. So the recipe came from the UK and they kind of exported it to uh, the Baltic Sea region. Okay. Um, so so they, they, they kind of bring the, the, the porter recipe to the Baltic Sea region and told them how to brew it. And then they kind of uh, did it on their own and which is the lager kind of tradition uh, in this region. Uh, so, so it's basically how we did it, right? So we 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 brewed one one kind of recipe, and the other adapted it to mm. uh, how they're used to do it. So Silo is used to brew lagers. We love to brew lagers, but we it's a little more difficult to afford to brew it. So we're more into ales, and uh, that's pretty much how we did it so so the, both works uh traditionally baltic porter is neither neither or mm, okay that makes sense i didn't know that 
I just thought it was like a cool style to to do something like this for. And now that you just explained the history, it makes exactly even more sense. It's uh, and it's just like yep. interesting. I feel like it's underrated too. Like in a in a in a time of like, I, I was really I didn't I was really excited when I saw that this was was what this was. I just thought that was like such a dope concept, and I I feel like porters are incredibly underrated, and I really mm-hmm. appreciate them as a style. I really enjoy them, and I like that the even excuse me the mix of ABVs, and like you said, right now this is our final beer. It's like a treat, it's like a nice little yeah. dessert treat that's sweet enough, and I like it having a beer like this because you don't even need a piece of chocolate if that's your thing or whatever, because you're getting that you got liquid chocolate right here type of thing, mm-hmm. which is which is super oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, you know, and the fact that you played to maybe the strengths of each of the breweries that are involved in in all of this was just very very cool. Um, and then of course a full circle moment. So now, nah, man, I love it. I think this is this is super dope. That's um, it. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, it's it's great. Is this going to no be lactose something? In there. No lactose. You don't need the lactose. With this <laughs> <No. thing. laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Right. Thank I you. think in the history of our brewery, we bought one one bag of lactose once, and we didn't go through everything. And that was for I the milkshake. Wrote half of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that the yeah, shape? it was a one-off. Yeah, I remember that. That was a that was a funny story. <laughs> yeah, the lactose thing was a <laughs> was a big deal for a while because everyone used to get so mad about it. So like, I I played. We just my friend and I we just played it up. We're like, all right, we'll we'll fucking Maybe. go hard for lactose just because if it pisses people off, let's go. I remember the I hashtag. Guess. Yeah, the, the hashtag the team. team lactose. <laughs> we have a Twitter account. Team Lactose. No. Yeah, really? we have at, at Team Lactose on Twitter. We're not as uh, active as we used to be, but we were just promoting lactose beers because people got so <laughs> yeah, mad about it. And it was like so like, guys, like every, now everyone gets mad at smoothies. It works. It works. <laughs> and now everyone gets mad at smoothie salads and stuff. And, and yeah. And we're like, yeah, we're, uh, we're moving directly towards the only lactose and smoothie sour brewery. I haven't told Arnold yet, but that's, how, that's the direction we're going to. I'm going to use that nice. as the clip. Right I'm going to put this on Instagram. <laughs> no, please don't. Hey, whatever floats your boat, man. Hey, man. I quit. <laughs> but I won't put that part. Yeah, it's uh, like the lactose stuff, no one gives a shit. Like, it's cool. I think it's going to be uh, used as a tool in, in you know, in the right circumstances, it's, it, it can be. It's helpful. an ingredient. It, it, it's it's okay. I I'm not mad at it. I was mad about all the 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 hype and like how uh, the really tasteful beers were just let out, and I mean how sweet were the beers, and it was too heavy. I mean I I couldn't really enjoy a lactose beer. It was too sweet. It was. Mm. I mean, I Go get the go. idea. I, I, I liked having a little sip, a little taster of it. It's really interesting. Uh, you can have many, many ways to use it. Uh, even in smoothie, I have nothing against smoothies, except I never want to brew one. Uh, <laughs> it's too dangerous. It's dangerous, man. I don't want to go in there. I'm too scared of it. Uh, but I yeah, <laughs> yeah, there you go, there you go, and then you, you can add a little Nikita in there. <laughs> there you go. And you yeah, I, I, I morning. That's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you start your day. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Only on weekends. But, <laughs> yeah, so like it's 
it's just something I'm, I'm never gonna do. Uh, I, I respect everything. Uh, I respect every brewer uh, that respect their their art and and I think that's that's what the the this uh, this business not the business but actually the the all the work is all about it's having fun and, and liking what you do and uh, and uh, I'm, whatever I'm, flows I'm really through happy to, exactly and I'm really happy to do what I what I do what we do uh, at dispensary and. Uh, and uh, I think that's that's what's important with uh, the brewery. Yeah, and there's something for everybody, yeah. and you're, you guys are providing like a nice sort of. To me, it feels like kind of like a middle ground, though, like in in a good way. Yeah, like, and I'm glad, and I'm glad that to be the middle ground. I love to be the middle ground. I think it's an important place to be, and I think it's sort of like undervalued, like. You've maybe got the more super gateway breweries that are doing just like the color wheel, blonde, amber, brown, blah, 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 that type of stuff. Then you got the full uh-huh. trendy side to the, you know, on the other side, the smoothies and the haze and blah, blah, blah. And then in the middle, it's sort of like it, you're catering to a number of different tastes whilst all of your things at the same time are still very gateway in, in the sense of like, mm-hmm. it's very approachable. If you're bringing a friend to come and sit on the terrace this summer. Obviously, I would be completely satiated with everything because that's the problem. If you're bringing a non-beer friend somewhere, you're like, oh, fuck, now I've got to go somewhere where I'm going to be happy, but I don't want to scare them off either. So you got to find a middle ground. I feel exactly. like you guys give everything that a beer nerd would want, but you know, you've got something like an ESB, which is a classic style that's super approachable. Uh, you got there the you lager go. that's coming yep. soon as well. You know, everybody wants a lager. Uh, you know, all your IPAs are super flavorful, but they're not over the top. And then, you know, you, you'll be able to convert a lot of people into beer, I think, with, with the stuff that you're doing. And isn't that... It's a balancing act. Everything is like, like, it's got to balance everything out. Yeah. You've got to cater to everyone. 100%. And I think that's so important, though. Like, if people aren't catering to the new people to bring them into beer, then what do we do? Then we're just, a, we're just circle jerking to ourselves, like, it's just all of us. Cool. We're already fucking beer nerds. Cool. Yay. All right. Good. But we need to grow this thing to bring in more. Or else. Exactly. Yeah. Or else we'll just be brewing seltzers all the time. So then we're fucked. So dispenser, not dispenser, seltzer. When that's when's that coming? No. Uh, never. Ever. Smoothie seltzer. Never. Never. Ever. No. Even no. All right, we we kind of I don't think we, so. we kind of talked about it uh, for uh, five minutes maybe, and uh, when in all yeah. of this uh, era of seltzer that yeah. that came by, and uh, <laughs> we talked about it for five minutes, we got pissed. Uh, <laughs> and we're like, no, and, uh, no, happened. We we just we we just kept seeing people going by uh, mm. out of the depanars and uh, with. Creative white claw. Uh, of uh, white claw and stuff, and we were like, yeah. "Should we do?" No, we without no, we're never gonna. How how can we go there? Like we're not even close to like the smoothie sours and stuff. How can we go to Celsius? Mm. There's no way. I mean, there's no way we can. Well, there's the uh, there's the World Cup coming up in November. The soccer soccer football soccer World Cup coming up. Yeah. yeah. So the I guess the games will be I guess our time will be in the morning, um, 
the only time we'll be serving smoothies will be probably while we be broadcasting uh, <laughs> Team Canada, Team Canada soccer games on TV, and it's going to be actual fruits, no alcohol, in, and you can have yeah. a smoothie if you want. <laughs> Eleven a.m. Watch, uh, watch Davies score a couple of goals, and uh, let's go Team Canada, boy. We're good to go. Okay, maybe I'll bring a white claw yep. and pour the white claw into the, uh, <laughs> the smoothie. Yeah. Yeah, we'll you call do you, mate. I don't, I don't mind. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a little sticker for your white claw. I really don't mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to do a white claw. I, I can't do we're, that. So. We're doing traditional <laughs> smoothie. Traditional, traditional smoothies. Smoothie. How they used to exactly. do it back in the old country. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, like I don't, five not, years ago. Like five years ago, pre those ones. I'm not mad at the seltzers, but I, I don't drink them myself. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, fine, no. completely okay with it. Like, if you want to do it, it's cool. Yeah. It's, obviously, it's not beer. It's a beer-related product, I guess. But it's... I guess, yeah. It's... I noticed the same thing. You guys said that with the Depeneur. Like, in the last couple summers, you know, we live right next to the mountain, obviously, here, not far from you guys. And I'm gesturing towards the park here. And I go, we walk through the park, and I'm like, every person is drinking mm-hmm. some sort of a seltzer. It's actually phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like, that... That's the Gill, I think. It's the hey, Gill American kind of vibe, you know. Yeah, I can see that. Is it so? It's not common everywhere in the city. Uh, I I I couldn't say. I okay. just kind of like where we are situated I mean, is is like a Miguel ghetto, so a lot of Americans. Um, maybe that's why. Mm. Uh, I have no idea how else seltzers have picked up or not. Uh, maybe it's just like a one-year trend or two-year fad, and it's going to disappear. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm yeah, that's true. I'm I'm uh, I'm uh, around like two hours driving from Montreal right now, and uh, like I said, I was at the bar uh, earlier, and there, I mean, there's no seltzer anywhere around, <laughs> not even in Depanara. They're they're still on the Bud Light, uh, which is like not better, but <laughs> uh, no, it's not. but there, I haven't ever seen any seltzer at any parties any parties in the summers or anything it's anything but that so i i think it's more a urban thing uh more student thing perhaps uh yeah, yeah, uh, american why not yeah hmm. i don't know it, it never a lot of calories I, I, I haven't that's for sure well yeah i haven't haven't seen any breweries, uh, Quebec breweries, doing seltzer really. Have you, Craig? I'm just having. A th- I know that Echo did their own one called Ellipse, yeah, uh, which was separate. That was all using like Quebec ingredients. So I was trying to keep it super local. Cool. As far as other ones, I can't think of. Schlag. Schlag. You're right. That's true. Yeah, I had a, yeah, I had a, I had a billboard in my springtime for my apartment there. Okay, beautiful. It's mostly Ontario breweries like that I can think of that did it. Not really Quebec yeah, um, as much. Yeah. So I feel like, and that probably aligns well because Ontario definitely feels more American. At least Toronto feels kind of more aligned with that type of vibe. Just so, by the language, culture, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Language too, and just sort of what translated there, and like it's like a, it's almost like it's mm-hmm. become a hipster drink because it's like cheap, uh, high alcohol, yeah. and you can't taste the alcohol, so you can drink them. And local and local, so it's like that's, you know, that's the thing. Hardly any calories in the things. They're, they're tasty. They're surprisingly tasty. Um, they're not my thing. I'm a beer guy. Like beer is what I want to drink. But I'm I'd have one. I guess like I've had. I bought with breweries. Yeah. Sell them. I'll always Why try not? one. I'll try it. Like yeah. I'm not mad at it. 
We did a podcast with a whole brewery. There's a contract brewery in, in Ontario called Equals, and they started their own uh, seltzer brand. So the thing, so they sent a bunch of that. We did a podcast, and they only drank seltzers. I got fucked up. I could not believe how drunk I was in this podcast. <laughs> I didn't even need to. It was just a normal like hour and a half podcast with this dude, and we were just like, I just got trashed. I don't know why. Like it hits you in a different way. And I think this. Oh yeah. Of, you know, maybe it's just the way that it is, and just I don't know. Maybe there's been a, a solid marketing campaign behind them to make them sexy and appealing. And for sure, for stuff. sure. So, you know, it's they yeah. can cross over. I think most of the people who would be drinking from the dispensary don't, don't expect to see smoothies or uh, or a seltzer or anything no. like that from you guys. So I think you're pretty safe. I'm. I've. I haven't even looked how to. Brew some. I mean, I'm. I'm not. I'm that not interested into. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I think I've tasted. I've tasted one or two. I don't even know what's a good seltzer. I mean, hmm. it's. I couldn't even. I, really I've tasted either. one. I. I know what it is. Uh, and that's it. I. Because they're all no natural flavors. Like it's harder to get yeah. the actual flavors. I maybe I know third movie. I, I keep mentioning them because they're friends of mine as well. But I know they did some. But I think I don't know if they use because some of them use the fruit puree that they would use yeah. in like a smoothie sour or a fruited sour or anything like that. And you can use that to flavor right. them as opposed to those natural flavors that you have to put in, which are just like those fake flavors. So it's really all about getting the best ones and then mixing the right ones together. So it's like right. this science shit in, in a different way. It's 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 its own thing. I guess we'll see this summer whether it's a fad or not, whether it's a yeah. temporary thing. And I'd be curious. It's totally because, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I hadn't even thought about seltzers because you look outside and you see eight thousand feet of snow, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm not really <laughs> exactly. thinking about that, you know. So it's yeah. uh, it's not that much of a of a concern right now, but we shall see. I just want to yeah. take the thumbnail yeah. for the video and take a screenshot because my camera is going to die. I'm going to switch over to the the other one. So I want to take that while we can. All so right. do you want to hold up some of the uh, the beers there, and we'll, uh, we'll take that screenshot for the. Take a little What do I got here? So looking at three. Yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. Okay. Hold him up. Oh, oh, you got it. You got it. Come on, Jesse. You got it. Got it. Boom. Nice. All right. Beautiful. Got that in. So um, was there anything else we specifically wanted to make sure we touched on? We're hitting about two hours 15. We're looking pretty good. Um, yeah. Was there anything else we wanted to make sure we touched on? Do you feel like we kind of covered everything for this evening? Uh, I think we covered everything. I don't know about you, Jesse, but I... Yeah, did I miss anything? Oh, you mean you're pulling a me? Oh, hey, it's like I can't unmute you. Oh, oh, he's gone. He was cutting. Oh. Up. <laughs> That's why it's like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, he's had a few. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this program. Yeah, oh, there we go. See, he's right. That's right. all right. Nice and easy. Yeah, it's an easy, easy fix. There he is. Nice. Oh, there you go. There you go. Perfect. Better? Um, was there anything okay. else? Yeah, sorry, my, my my headphones died. Sorry. Oh, that's right. Okay. Uh, there you go. Um, was there anything else we wanted to cover or we feel like we tapped everything that we wanted to get I into? I think we tapped everything. I just have a half a can to drink left of this Parker and 
It's great. She's a beautiful thing. Now, this has been really great, guys. It's been really cool to catch <laughs> up with you both and, and to have you on finally, Jesse, and to, to see you again. I know it's it's great. Um, really impressed. With, like, I'm just really impressed, man. Like, congrats on everything, both of you guys. Like, the the quality of the beer is is fire. The the cans, are, it's cool. I know it's an annoying situation, Thank but you. I think it's. I really hope that it does open up the market to to some new folks and um, you know get more awareness to, to what you guys are doing and you know now this summer with the terrace and then you're going to do the road trip and, and some collabs I, don't know, I feel like and then even just the really interesting the, the recipe idea and all that stuff I just feel like you guys are really making some, some cool decisions and some fun creative stuff that uh, mm-hmm. you know it's going to bring more attention and just keep people coming through and uh, I love it I'm, I'm really I'm happy to see it it's great I love seeing the growth of thank the you so much see man I, uh, I love you I love your work uh, I love how you uh, talk about beer. I love how you uh, you're uh, you, beer. you ask the right questions and you're right on time. And uh, I mean, it's it's always a pleasure to talk with you, man. I appreciate it. Man. It's yeah, it's cool to see yeah. all the all the growth, man. Like you know, like I know and I met back in fuck what was it 2017, yeah. maybe it's 16. Been a while. It's been yeah. quite a while. Yeah. One of the oh yeah people I met at the very beginning, and it's cool because you're such a young dude like working <laughs> all the way up and when you move to Dispont Sales like man you're a head brewer at your age are you fucking serious what are you, like you're, this is, it's amazing it's so cool just to see the growth and nice. you you know you moved on to this new project you're still running the show there and you got this new cool project that's a separate thing but I love hearing about it it's just it's cool man I love seeing good people just continuing to thrive and win and just do fun creative shit so love it I think we should do this uh, so do this more often let's not wait three years next time eh? No, come, come by and come in, come at the brewery, and we'll make a tour, and uh, you love know, take to. some uh, <coughs> typical, uh, t- typical uh, open the mouth pictures and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only way to do it. Well, yeah, man, yeah, I'd yeah. love to. Let, let us know when you're when get you're back in, in town, and we'll we'll get all the exact. Yep. We'll get it in us. I'd Absolutely. like to see it again because I think it's uh, it's going to be very very different, and I want to check out that fucking uh, the beer garden too. It sounds amazing. So, congrats <laughs> to you both. Um, where can everybody find you both online or find Dispenser online? Online, uh, we have uh, Instagram, I think it's dispenser.micro, and we also have Facebook, uh, we have a website, and uh, ideally find us at 102 Prince Arthur Street East in Montreal, uh, Metro uh, Saint-Laurent or Metro Sherbrooke. Yep. Uh, thanks for having us. That's that's pretty much, but it's a wrap. It's, it's a wrap. Nice. Uh, it's a wrap. I love it. Um, there you go. I'm gonna wrap this up. Stick around afterwards. We'll say we'll say goodbye on the after the call. It's gonna wrap up the recording part. So both of you, once again, thank you both for uh, for hanging out for for having this great chat. Really appreciate it, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that. That was fantastic. If you enjoyed the episode, mate, smash the thumbs up. Hit subscribe below. Hit the notification bell so you know when the new drops. Follow us on social media at BOS Podcast. Check out the long form audio. We go live every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern. You know the fucking vibes. Watch that shit. Follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, wherever you find good shit. Give us five stars because Jesse and Arno are attractive. Give us five stars just for them. We'll see you sexy motherfuckers in the next episode. Get it in you.